0: All right, everybody pretend that you're uh that you have an assistant pimpering your hair uh, and uh, putting okay. on makeup and you're just Hey, wh- hey, hey guys. To talk I know that ca- Hey,
1: let's talk. Hey you guys, you want to talk casually uh in um, a room? I've always a, been not recording. Okay. Nothing's being recorded right now, of course. We're just having a casual conversation. Oh,
2: oh. Th- I mean, I remember the the election night show. Hey, okay. That was just awful. Oh my <laughs> god.
1: Yeah, we were so traumatized because we were so sure Hillary was okay. going to win. Um, I'm just
3: gonna keep saying that. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got what what? Good oh. day It is today.
2: I feel great. <laughs> uh, we all feel. We all feel great.
3: It was a, really a miscarriage of justice that you know. Obviously, it was an abortion on a lot of fronts, but they really should have included. Uh, I feel great and chilling in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. That, that yeah. Means, yeah. So two, of uh, two two of, of the best, best cuts yep. left on the uh, cutting room floor. I not even considered. Yeah, yeah. Not even cut.
0: Uh, no outdoor summer hoops either. Yeah. Well, that's that wasn't recorded. That was only a tweet. Are we tweet. recording? Yeah, we are. on yeah. right now. Oh, okay. What? Wait, a minute. what? We're recording. <laughs> whoa, whoa, oh, we're oh, recording? oh my god! This could I'm be I'm sorry. Let me let someone? me let me get the clapper in here to to signal that we're actually on.
1: I thought we were just having a casual convo. Thank you. Thank you. I thought we now, were just letting I know. our guard down. Oh
3: oh, should we do the thing that they do so often in this doc where they're like, "Oh, th- thank God, now that the mics and cameras are yeah, off, let's we can be real <laughs> candid." Yeah. Um, and then you guys just talk about how I'm your woman shield in this episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, make sure we got Catherine in here so that we can't be called misogynists.
3: Yeah, ha- happy to be that shield.
1: That ought to hold the little SOBs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, uh, yes. Uh, welcome, yeah, welcome back to uh, Chapo. Hello. This is now part two of hyperjokification. We are bringing you the... Third and final episode of the Hillary docu. Third and fourth episode. Third and fourth. the third and final, the fourth is the final. Oh, you, oh third you never, and final. never cut oh. me off again. <laughs> I'm never, sorry? ever fucking correct me again.
3: Also, how dare you say that this is Hillary's final chapter? Like, fuck you for that too. She's not done. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: yeah, this is sadly where, that's we, probably I know, true. I know we are we are rounding out our series on Hillary, the Hillary Clinton documentary series. Hill dog.
3: Uh,
2: we're we're chilling. Um. Quarantine uh, continues unabated. Um, I suppose we should talk uh, before we get into the Hillary thing with uh, just what the, the fuck is going on in the, uh, the country at the moment, which is like, since we last spoke to you, uh, the Democrats went ahead and had another series of primary election in the midst of a global pandemic. Yeah. Which, you know, I got to say, we've been talking about this for a long time now, but I think we can get to the point or admit that we're for all intents and purposes, this primary is over. And by that, I don't mean like, Oh, like Bernie lost or anything. It's just like, after this point, it is really hard. If they're not going to delay these, any of these primaries, it is really hard to say, I mean, much less alone, everything that's led up to this, that this election has any legitimacy. Oh no, this is a a
1: sham. Yep. Absolute sham. They, they showed their face as we've been saying, everything is, uh, the, the facades are falling. And right now the DNC just told everyone we're going to do what we want to fucking do. And I mean, that means hurting old people into fucking uh, perhaps uh, gyms killing old people. Uh, and libraries. By the way, a bunch of fucking polling sites that were used on Tuesday. People who work there, libraries, nursing homes. Oh, shit. They've got coronavirus. Oh, no.
2: Hilariously, oh. the Joe Biden campaign issued a statement that said, like, look, this country's been through tough times before and we've held elections during World War II, the Cold War, the 1918 Spanish influenza outbreak, which is like, yeah, they did. And really there was some sort of, I don't know, uh, history that, recorded about how that
3: worked yeah. out
1: yeah.
2: for, um, yeah. yeah. Millions and millions of people died. <laughs>
3: yeah. If you think about it, it's almost like domestic election interference. Yeah. You Whoa. know? Think about that. I mean, that. look,
2: it's just like like Joe Biden won all those states that were held on Tuesday. The turnout was, catastrophically low and like exact, the examples that were coming out of Illinois about just like 7% How absolutely like unprepared they were to deal no, with and even, even if people sure turned closing, out
1: to vote polling places didn't have ballots. Uh, they didn't have machines. It's uh, there were places where it said, "Yeah, we we can't." Uh, a voting machine broke,
3: and then they were calling helplines that no one was answering. Yeah, no, like, that's
1: not a legitimate election in any circumstance. Failed Even without the, if that happened without the fucking coronavirus, that wouldn't be a legitimate election. Yes, yeah.
0: of course. And the, the last Tuesday election aside, every single primary we've seen of this has been marred by some kind of. Yep. Voting irregularity, often specifically among where young people go vote, like 500
1: polling places in L.A. closed. Uh,
0: 17% of ballots cast in Washington thrown out. Seven hour waits at university polling polling places in it. Every single one. During the day of, the day after, it's just been met with like a, well, oh, what are you going to do? Let's remember, try, let's try and move on. At,
3: remember in Iowa when there was, uh, you know, all of that, all that talk about election accountability or the integrity of the results. Um, well, you know, the great thing though,
4: is that uh, I, c- I could imagine a world in which, particularly young people, would be out on the streets protesting how this is obviously a, you know, post-Soviet corrupt uh, non-election style. Business, but they can't because there's a quarantine. Yep. So no, no. Big and the deal. only
1: people who are willing to go out and do what these people tell them are old people yep. who are deluded or yep. like us yep. And in, uh, in so there's so, no so social. So many, there's no so social backlash. decades of like absolute confidence that nothing can, bad can happen to them in this country. Sure, it yeah, would, sure go out would there. suck
3: if people took to the street and mass. You know, perhaps for um, a, another kind of unified uh, agenda. They'll, well, all, they'll go just, out there
1: like bazige fucking human sh- uh, wave attackers. <laughs> Just to make sure nobody has health care.
2: I mean, it's just like at this point, like it's it's a complete force that any elections are being held in the midst of this right now. I mean, which is like, you know, as everyone should be observing, you know. Court. They should and not they, be gathering, you, and, going and the same of-
1: people telling you to vote. We're saying at the exact same time, we need to uh, stop stop public gatherings and stuff, yep.
2: except for this. Yep. we got to
1: get this over
2: with. Which you know, I mean, like, and again, like, this is you know, no knock on Bernie Sanders. I mean, if you look at like national polls, even past this, like he's neck and neck with Biden. Yeah, because
1: like, the buyers' remorse is set
2: in. Which yeah, the, is why like, they're
1: so fucking. Determined to get this over with, like
2: they are. Yes, they they absolutely want to end this primary as quick as possible, and they've gotten the best possible thing that could they could do for that, which is this coronavirus global pandemic. And the thing is, I think we like you know you know we've been covering this fucking primary election like it was a regular election year, and obviously like we've gone through many of the absurdities and uh, idiocies of it. But you know, like as this pandemic spreads, like we are moving into a completely different political paradigm where like things like elections are really just fading to the background and like the 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 gravity of like politics in this country is shifting rapidly in really bizarre and amazing ways and what we're seeing right now is like the this flu is changing fucking everything yeah. and like this idea that like to whatever to whatever extent Sanders still has a role to play it's like to be on the national stage advocating for any alternative to Biden versus Trump and you know like I, I said he should consider running as a third party it's probably too late to do that he won't do it anyway so get that out of your mind but like if there's anything that just cries out for that there has to be if if the country is even going to call itself a democracy in name only there has got to be another option than Biden versus Trump out there visible at least just offering something of a difference and what we're seeing right now is Trump and the Republicans are outpacing the Democrats right now when it comes to giving people the help that they desperately need. And you you know, you can say correctly that like this isn't them outflanking them on the left because you get into very specifics about what actually is a left policy, yeah. but that doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter as it's, it's a pledge, are, it's a pledge to up, to uphold social welfare. And what you're seeing is that like at the, uh, on, on on its face and I'm not saying you should take any of this at face value because these are the republicans, this is Trump, they're corrupt liars in every fucking regard. But they are at least willing to pretend right to go against to, to to row against the current of their party's overwhelming ideology to use government to pretend to use government authority to help people in a time of crisis they're willing to do that because trump 's main concern is getting reelected well you know is getting votes and the Democrats, in the face of a you know like i said paradigm shifting global pandemic that is going to just shake up the board and rewrite the rules. For like I, I mean, if this goes on thirty, forty, sixty, eighty days, we have no idea what what will we will emerge, and the country we will emerge out of after it is an entirely open question of what yeah. that will look like. Yep. After like a, a recession, is back baby, like it, it's it's like it, you know. And again, like this is this is don't be this is not despairing. Yeah, no, like we, the like wheels we, of history like, are finally turning. There's a slim chance that we could get the beginnings of a threadbare of some kind of social welfare system out of some, a crisis like this, but you know that. Depends on having, like, you know, the leadership out there and people organizing for it. But my point is, the Democrats, what are they doing? They are rowing. I'm thinking about the Democratic leadership because there are individual things being proposed by individual Democratic right, politicians yeah, that are House, very yeah. good. Maxine Waters, Ilan Omar, there's a bill coming out of the House Financial Service Committee yeah. that sounds promising. It yeah. includes $2,000 a month, a mortgage and student loan freeze, no rent freeze yet, which is a big thing. Yeah. But they're beginning to. Um, approach the magnitude of this crisis and what is actually needed to confront it Mm -hmm. that being said the house the democratic leadership Mm -hmm. is swimming entirely with the current of what they've done for the last 30 or 40 years Mm -hmm. which is means testing everything to give people a 250 dollars refundable tax credit based on where they like land on some sort of income sliding scale whereas like look that'll just delay things Give everyone the money now. And if you're too rich to qualify to raise, make them penalize them in taxes later down the road. Right. My point is that the Republicans are, are, are at least pretending to beat against the current of their political ideology to use the government to provide
3: Basic help for people care, in yes. a time of crisis. Well, I'm not
2: saying you should believe them when they do that, but they're at least like making a public facing effort to appear to be doing well, so. The Democrats are doing the exact opposite. They're like the leadership are swimming with the current of what they've always done to deliver the same fucking like weak, useless, means tested horseshit that they approach every single problem with. And this is because at the bottom of at the end of the day, Trump and the Republicans want to get reelected. And we are seeing now proof positive beyond any shadow of a doubt that the Democrats primary and main concern is still not winning elections, but containing and neutralizing the left yes. in any form in this country. Well,
4: you know, the Tim, is it Tim Creater yeah. Cartoon. I flipped it the other day where it's the, it's the picture of like a Pelosi like Democrat saying, we do just about anything if you vote for us. And then a, a stern Mike Pence looking Republican going more money for us. Fuck you. And I think you can just flip him now. Well, the Democrats can- come across as uh, fuck you. Uh, we're we're going to keep doing everything for Wall Street and our donors. And then the Republicans look like Tom Cotton out there going like, I just think, you know, people are really hurting. And if you vote <laughs> for us, we'll give you free money. Right. And it's flipped the old Well, paradigm. that's because
1: the only people who really believe in austerity, really believe in budget deficits as a meaningful thing. The only people in Washington who actually believe that shit, like if you whacked them with sodium pentothal, mm-hmm. are Democrats. Yes. yes. Uh, and that was proved after 2008. One of the most the selfless things in the history of politics were An army of blue dog Democrats insisting that the stimulus be as small as possible because they don't want to raise the budget. They don't want to bust the budget. And then, of course, because it wasn't big enough and the economy didn't uh, improve fast enough, they all got their asses kicked and lost elections. They sacrificed. They sacrificed their seats because they believed in austerity more than getting reelected. Zero Republicans believe that. There's not a Republican who would choose austerity over their seat.
2: And, and it's we like know may,
1: for a fact Democrats will.
2: And the thing is, they may believe in austerity, like, ideologically or under normal circumstances. They right. would always choose to just, like, you know, skin people to the fucking bone and, like, loot, loot every fucking coffer in the country. Just take every bit of money and just shovel it upstairs to the fucking demons who they work for. Sure. But they still care about winning elections. And they understand that like politics in America, even if it is a spectacle, it's a show we're all watching. And right now the show is pretty fucking scary. And everyone looking at it is just begging for somebody to do something. So they're willing to fucking play that role if it helps them win because the Republicans are a real political party that has an agenda that they want to pursue based on winning elections. The Democratic Party, if you haven't realized it by now, is completely the opposite of that. Yes. They're not a real political party by any standard definition of it. Nope. They are about managing the, their concerns of a small base of pe- or increasingly small base of people on behalf of the same people who yes. control the Republican Party.
0: Yes. And more than even just watching it, I, I think we can't underestimate the extent to which even one week of quarantine has already done incalculable damage to people. We're already seeing massive layoffs. Layoffs, like not, oh, we're furloughing you, you'll come back, but like this job no longer exists. Uh, layoffs
3: and really also, vulnerable. And people are also industries. being denied
2: unemployment insurance because a lot of companies are technically saying that they're unhoured unemployed. Oh, yeah, or something like that. their
3: weekly hours are zero. So they're not even
2: technically laid off or fired, dude. Like, remove the possibility of them getting severance or any kind of, like, uh, unemployment. And that's one week. And And this this is going to... Ten days, something like that. And, like, people are, again, like, you, maybe you've realized it now, but everyone, if you've been inside for six fucking days, they're going to realize it soon. This is going to go on for at least, like, a month and a half, if not three or... I Four think months. a better part of a year is going to yeah. be like
3: this. Yeah, I think I'm going to throw down my chip for more than a year. Yeah, uh, not, I don't think honestly, it's, gonna, I mean, I don't it's not going to be so. like lockdown. Did, but, you, did you see that at Imperial College No, 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 studies? but that's just the thing.
1: I think what they're going to choose because it's like it gets that bad they'll is just, they're going to say, if you get it, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do for you. Yeah, we have to go back. So to they'll the just, normal. yeah,
3: because of, you know, because a, we have, a, to have, have to have economic stability. We have to have a society.
1: If you get sick, stay home. Like we were driving here. Uh, and I saw they had, you know, those those surveillance plugs with the New York bullshit on them yeah. and you can charge your phone on. Uh, and there's always like those stupid quotes about how great New York is, which is like, You're New York, why are you fucking selling yourself to your own citizens? It's fucking tacky. But anyway, they <laughs> had a thing and <laughs> said, you know, if you're I think sick, it's appropriate. I think it's, Stay I home. Think it's a great place. <laughs> yeah. Because, just, because, because
3: it needs to be done. Because everyone who lives here knows that it That's sucks. Chicago
1: shit. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, and it says and it says it says, you know, if you're sick. Stay home for, you know, stay home, get a rest. If you're not better, don't feel better after four or five days, go consult doctor, a physician. Go to I think it's gonna switch to stay home, get rest. If you're not better after four or five days, call the priest.
3: Yeah. 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 Like I mean, we're like, just like the, have to like we're that already a lot almost, of people almost are out of die beds.
1: Because there's because there's like, no way of stopping I mean, it you know, without destroying the
2: economy. But what I mean like a like, coronavirus is just has shaken up the entire deck is like what we're seeing is like the 40 plus years of like the neoliberal revolution in this America in the America and in the entire west of like every like capitalist democracy is running face into a global crisis that demands the exact opposite of every single like sort of lever and like nudge and lock and dam that they've set up to channel everything solution. to yep. uh, the primacy of the market and we're getting to a point where we can. We're like, if this goes on long enough, we're not going to have a fucking market because people will will literally be unable to participate in the economy or risk death as yeah. a result of it. If that's what's going on here. And the only way we can continue to have a functioning society is through a massive state effort to, like, let's say marshal the productive forces of our society under like wartime powers to start minting fucking respirators and hospitals, which we should have been doing a fucking a month ago. Whoa, this how point. about some
1: fucking testing, for Christ's or sake? Testing I mean, what we're elevate. seeing really more than anything is that one of the big differences between countries that have managed this better than others is whether they tested early. Yes. And we didn't out of this diluted desire to keep the number low mm. because we wanted to make sure that the fucking markets didn't get spooked. Yep. And when people watch these people fuck up and just like our jaw drop by like Fucking the, the bungler a, a week ago is telling people it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, fucking uh, uh, uh Doug Kenny, the fucking uh, oaf-like brother of Rob or no, Doug Ford, the oaf-like brother of Rob Ford, who's like the governor of ta- Toronto or of uh, Ontario, was telling people, yeah, go to St. Patrick's Day. Uh, have a have a pint. And people are like, how is this this fucked up? And the reason is because these guys don't really have jobs like this shit all runs on rails. Yeah. You know? Like, being a president, being a governor, being a fucking premier, you don't actually have to make any real decisions. Because all those decisions are made by bankers and yeah. by markets. You just have to sign off on them or, like, explain them to the people. This is the first time any of these people have been asked to make an actual life or death decision. Yeah. And no shit they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, They were never chosen for that role. On the point about the parties is uh,
4: that I'm I'm with you that, like, It may not be the actual comic book scenario where the Democrats just continue to be the party of capital with with absolutely no sop towards social welfare at all. I I think the leadership is going to have to realize they have to start shifting. The the problem for them is, of course, that unlike the Republicans, which you can totally see ironing out a plan, much like historical movements of the right wing uh, in the past, that has a Pledge toward upholding social welfare for the right groups and the deserving people uh, and saving the day and keeping our lizard brains, uh, you know, from going to haywire. You can see them sorting that out. The Democrats in the long term, though, we know there is no compromise. There is no happy middle ground between uh, ceding power to the market and starting to actually have some kind of democratic or even central committee style marshalling of productive forces the way that you would see in a socialistic or communistic country and the ultimate motor of their party and of their ideology, which is defense and management of those same markets that they're, 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 they're destined for the scrap heap now. And the question is, do they dissolve? Do they change altogether? I think that's very unlikely. The question is what moves in, to that vacuum. That's what's actually scary. I don't think they're going to just like, like sit there and wait to to die. But well, the I mean, thing is, they, is have insufficient. Been, they
3: have been doing stuff now. Like it is it is true that you know it's like a though like yeah or like Warren and uh, I think Markey were agitating for like a nationwide moratorium on foreclosures and evictions. But then uh, like Trump went ahead and did it. So yeah. like you know it's well he did it for. Uh, for federal, federal housing, housing. Right. They right, haven't right. done it for private ones yet. I, I think the next thing is going to be like people uh, who are becoming, you know, like even more housing insecure, or also just like starving, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the the, the the Democrats are fucked on this in two ways in their own minds, anyway. One is the traditional way of well, we can't go too far left because the Republicans will yell at us, mm-hmm. which is why Republicans are able to do this without giving a shit because sure. there's no one to yell at you. Who's yeah. going to yell at you? The Constitution Party? Good fucking luck. Right. <laughs> Rand Paul, and,
4: and, right? Yes. Ron and, Paul, Ron Paul, not Rand. No, Rand. He Rand voted against this? all this. Oh shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, voted yeah. Against okay, all the relief efforts. Pay for it's not the kind of politician. Yeah. It's not it's yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, oh no, I just got fucking uh, speared by my neighbor again. I sure would like to go to the doctor. Oh no, all, all the beds are full from coronavirus. Oh, guess I die in front of the hospital now. Oh no, my
2: lungs are filling with blood. But and by the way, way his, dad, his dad on the Ron Paul newsletter is uh, saying that the whole coronavirus is a hoax. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you would know because you Chinese? subscribe. Yep. Well, yeah, obviously. Sure. Uh, they get some good stuff. But, but
1: no, but the other thing is, so they're between skill and seribis. Don't yell at me for pronouncing that. <laughs> uh, because they got the Republicans that are worried about getting demagogue gun, But now they got Bernie and they can't validate him. Yeah. They can't say actually Bernie was right the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: And, and so, every new rollout has been preceded by a public call from Sanders to do something like that. Yeah. The,
2: the the last thing I want to say about, like, before we get into the, the Hillary documentary, though, Talk about a scary is, show. is uh, uh, Trump's reaction to this has been amazing. And it just shows, honestly, why, like, he, like I still think he's probably going to get reelected in the midst of all of this. Because it's like, by every account, his response to this has been so bafflingly incompetent, and he's like, killed. And he's killed thousands, one, of, people. Yeah, like oh, thousands yeah. of people. His probably, decision yeah. to
1: not test early because he wanted to keep the number low <laughs> yeah. will kill maybe a millions of people. Oh yeah, he literally deserves to be no, executed. No, but like, but like, us. like honestly, like but parody. Like, but like, no, uh, no, like not, yeah. not, not like, assassinated. I mean, like, like a court tried, of law. found guilty, yeah, yeah. and executed at like Fort Wayne, like fucking yeah. Timothy McVeigh. Like, yeah. okay, but like.
2: The, like a month ago, when this was first oh, starting no, to be, I'm sorry. But like a, really a month the, ago, when this thing much. was first like starting to like heat up, and people were like, "Oh, like you know, this is maybe could get pretty bad. Like maybe we should do something about this." Well, he was just saying, "It's a hoax, folks. It's a big hoax." Yeah, yeah. the media is trying to hurt
3: me. me. The they want to me. hit the academy. Well, and this many weeks on, hospital workers, hospital workers are still having a hard time getting tested. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, any effort that he has now belatedly made, like, is still too little, too late by
2: any standard. <laughs> has been, like, has just shown that, like, yeah, haha is funny to have, you know, senile reality game show TV host as president, but then when something like this actually happens, like, you begin to see in a really vivid way that, like, oh, wait, like, kind of, like, it does kind of matter who's in charge of the federal government. Yeah, yeah you know uh, like just in terms of like but also like how not under his administration alone over the last three years they've stripped the CDC fucking bare yep they've cut their budget by 80% you got or something rid of the pandemic like response team because they weren't <laughs> using it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes you sit like, sitting there why, was, why was, do we have it well, it's <laughs> not a pandemic folks yeah. they're sitting around the office playing Minesweeper. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta go home bye bye you're not good you he, not he doing said to that, that that. Asked him
1: about that he goes well nobody expected it to be a pandemic nobody expected it to be like pandemic. if you had gotten
2: rid of the pandemic people they might have told but, you that but here's the thing but what he's <laughs> doing now when when he's like when the, when the media makes any half-hearted attempt to call him out on this what they're focusing on is instead him calling it the china Absolutely. flu yeah. this is what we flu be about. Yeah. no this, question now yes
1: it's about how PC
2: you are to the virus. Matt yes. is, is, is vibrating
3: about the like, couch right it, now.
2: It, you know, is it racist what they're doing? Yes. yes. They're, they're, more importantly, he's trying. He's to trying to deflect blame China. Yes. By the way,
3: blame including like suggesting that we should attack China for like starting. Oh no, like the
2: way in which like they are deflecting blame onto China. Like that, China is like is totally responsible for this virus. And like from every level, they're just like we need to get serious about China. And then calling it. The, the Chinese virus, yeah. the Kung flu, or whatever—it's yeah. a brilliant twofold move because, on the one, all the bang hogs who support him and all the lizard brain morons in this country who are just like, "Yeah, it's China's fault, not yeah. our president." I mean, we can't—we can never blame America or the guy no. I voted for. Yeah. It's China. It's—it's it's the yellow panic. I mean, it's, yeah. it's
3: also uh, racism. It's the yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like
2: a perfect like uh, enemy and like racist excuse, but also the fact that the media is like, well, you know, uh, maybe you shouldn't call it Chinese virus. Yeah, then right. they can literally just talk about that and everyone can just be like, see, PC does kill people. Yeah, because, right. again, who gives a shit in the face of like... How a about fucking- you
1: talk for one goddamn second about what he has actually done instead of what he fucking
3: says? Well, How about once? If, it's just he- also, if they stopped talking about, um, you know, kind of ID Paul stuff, which again, you know, bad, they might actually have to turn uh, their coverage inward just a little... And talk about how uh, you ca- you cannot talk about this pandemic without talking about how it is laying bare the cruelty inherent in um, basically all of our yeah. systems. You yeah, know, like, like every facet. Yeah, of like, like, our, it's, like it's it's it is such, such a ready made systemic critique that you know they certainly wouldn't want to get into that. It's boring. Yeah, it's just boring. Um, Let's talk about like, something else. Yeah,
2: no. I, all I'll say is like I, you know what I'm. I think we should link to it in the description. Like I guess like the, the last thing I'll say on you know. Basically, the end of this primary is our our friend of the show, Sean Moorhead, wrote a great piece for Medium about how how to talk to Biden supporters about the way the way forward. That piece is great. It's a really good piece. But like basically it just ends up with like, look, this is what you want. This is what you wanted. There's absolutely nothing you can do now to get us back on board or like at the level that you would need to get like the same level of enthusiasm and most importantly, work like actual like hours of labor putting in to like volunteer for a political campaign that's never coming back at least from this sector of you know the the, the body politic or the american population so it, if this is what you want i hope you go out and work as hard for joe biden as everyone did for bernie sanders I I just, you're gonna be spending well, I mean,
1: time it really shows you that all of these people are either absolutely cynical or complete morons because everybody who crowed about ah look you did where's she got now ah these young people you didn't you there weren't enough of you to come out for Bernie <laughs> it's like right. what do you think that's gonna do in the general you fucking dollards? and I think for some of them it's like I don't give a shit we stop Bernie and that's what matters when right Trump could be president forever we get to fucking fundraise I
4: think that's the I think that's the position of a near a tandem. yeah but I think the average you know well, I guess they're just fucking stupid yeah well because the, the others are can, stupid they
1: can't put two to two together yeah. To be like, especially since they complained about youth turnout every fucking four years. Sure. And now after spending a year and a half shitting on them, shitting diarrhea directly into the it mouth is, is, and then running a bunch of rigged primaries where they did Republican style voter suppression of young people. Yeah, that really is precious. now they're going to wonder where the fuck
2: they went. That really is precious, though, because I see like a lot of the like the the globe, uh, Biden, Harris, Warren shitheads uh, just sort of crowing about like, well, if, you, if young people would wanted Bernie Sanders, they should have come out to vote more. And it's just like, yeah, like after Smash cuts of footage, and like, and of like every single what it's level like to vote, like it was fucking the youth turnout was like intentionally suppressed at every single level. And maybe some of it you can blame on millennials' general apathy or nihilism. Young people, not Fine. The millennials, young, young people, don't people vote in, in general, great old people do right but like for a bunch of reasons
1: but like, including the old people who vote now they didn't vote when they were young
2: so yeah no but like the young people who did turn out to vote overwhelmingly for bernie sanders were again the DNC knew that was coming and, and like they put up every roadblock imaginable to stop it from well, fucking or happening or at least
3: certainly it, like have done very little to make it easier to vote in this country um
4: there's a there's a clip when I was actually working on on the the other show that I promoted on this the, this pro- you already got you already day. got your cross and I was trip. looking at the Bush Kerry stuff and there was like a remember Diddy did um voter die Voter die, yeah.
2: voter uh, or yeah, or die, vote or die. So I, end or die. I,
4: I I I clip some of the voter die stuff because it's it, we have an episode about the 2004 election and putting you in that that headspace. But there's some uh, I don't remember what, what the documentary was or what the the, the real was, but it's some guy. I think he's like kind of a low level, you know, like rapper, and he's talking about how low you know he knows a lot of <laughs> he knows he knows a lot of, of, of people who voted for the first time, you know. Trying to get out there for Kerry because you know voter die like this was. And you we're telling young people to get out there. This is the time it really matters? Um, and then Kerry lost, and he says, um, "You know that's that's kind of bad. That's like it's like you have sex for the first time and you get
5: AIDS."
4: <laughs> 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 and, uh, so uh, l- listen to the actual clip on my new program, Blowback. Low-level rapper, go on shop. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but similarly. Yeah, everyone's just like, I wish the young people would get out. And then they look at the fucking videos of four hour long lines where you're missing school or you're missing work yeah. or you're missing just life at home. You're missing cough and
0: corona into each other's face?
4: Yeah, and it's just like, I well, just why would I remember
0: do that? The, th- the images will stick with me. I forget which one this was, but some footage of some kid crying because he had to live leave. Line after being in it for four hours because he had to go to his work or else they would fire him. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. that. And young people. That is so and again, fucking if you, depressing. If you Look at the, uh, the the turnouts from what happened in Illinois during that fucking like,
2: again, anyone responsible for making sure these elections go forward obviously should be in fucking jail. Is, yep. You look at the turnouts for it, old people came out in big numbers. The they were They were the old people people over 65 were literally the only people who did turn out to vote. Cuz guess what? Young people whether they were lazy or not, were actually, I don't know, doing the wise doing the thing wise for public thing, health you know, for, for the greater good, which was staying home and not fucking getting and the or real spreading tragedy this fucking is,
3: virus. If
4: someone who's like torn and they, they are young and they're like, "No, I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to put it on the line and go go, go go vote for Bernie." You can understand why they would do that. But most of their, you know, age cohort didn't. No, they're at home.
1: no, there is not a fucking twenty-year-old uh, doomer who TikToks themselves putting cigarettes out in their eyelids. <laughs> who is, is black-pilled as blackpilled as Have you an seen old my? You've seen my TikTok in this fucking country. <laughs> no. They're
3: the fucking most blackpilled psychopaths on earth. All right, I don't know. I, I'm like way out of my depth here, so feel free to cut this. I just like think the response to Corona is going to be uh, in mutual aid, like communities organizing together like I've I've really struggled with this personally like something doesn't quite sit right like I'm in this sea of like GoFundMes and like you know like local businesses like coffee shops or like vintage shops I like like all of them you know these businesses want like money for employees and so you know like this it's a never-ending stream and like some of the more capitalist responses like go fund this business don't sit quite right with me but i think like donating to funds who will like organize their neighbors organize deliveries to like reach out to like elderly people who can't go out well, like matt and i, I were talking about this. I, I think that's that is the only way we're going to like the state will not save us we have to fight and save but each this other what matt and I were, well w-
4: the opposite of that is what matt and i were talking about on the way here which is just that um you know in Vietnam, I think it was. you saw photos and I think some video of they're, they' were, uh, just pho getting like mass produced uh, by local restaurants or whatever to go get passed out mm-hmm. by like you know people who were trained to you know deliver it to people who were quarantined and that 's what it looks like with at least the vestiges of an old socialistic or communistic ethos in your country where there's yes. an idea of bonds, there's an idea of a state. That can provide, particularly in times where you know no one else is going to marshal the appropriate resources, which is how it should be all the time, and that does not exist here. No, whether or not we can see the the, I think ultimately insufficient germ of it. If you'll excuse, I guess the, the, <laughs> the, the pun, but Ooh, uh, whether they, some germs know, are good, it, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> intentional that you could see that start to pop up here. But I mean, the reason that happened in Vietnam was because of a legacy of state. Providing. Yeah. See, that's assistance. the problem with mutual we, aid. Is
1: I think the instinct and, and will be there for people to do that, but we don't have the fucking control of resources to make it possible. Well, I mean, it, if everyone runs well, out of but, money, that' in no, there's a, no you can, can nobody can go fund each other because they're again, not. It's have any good. Money it's themselves. just not
3: sufficient. I, of course, it's not. Yeah. I, I mean, I want I want the revolution to come tomorrow. I know, what i, know, I right what I I'm saying is that some collective action as organized as we can do it. Oh, yeah. As, 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 as much street. as possible. So you know, better than us all all some... fighting in the streets over one last no, 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 loaf no, no, I, think it, I think it's good we to, 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 deflect, productive to, to productive flex those long capacity. atrophied muscles. And I yes. think things like,
2: yeah, like uh, using this opportunity to like, you know, actually engage in your community in a way that, you know, you hadn't before or like, yeah, checking up on elderly neighbors who you don't necessarily know. I think that's all good. Yes. But I think people shouldn't kid themselves that this kind of stuff is like spitting into the ocean when it comes to something like this. You need the forces of the state yes. the the federal like a country, nationwide state effort uh to direct and marshal like direct the forces of our economy and our you know society in a way that is like where everyone is included and there's no like it's not this patchwork of like yeah. individual effort and I guess I just aid.
3: you know I I agree I just okay. don't see that happening at all so I would rather spin the ocean than uh wait for the the, waters to claim you or you know wait for the a big tide to rise up you know like i I think
1: i I was talking to liz from true and on about this and you know i was freaking out we were freaking out obviously and she said something we were talking about it and she made a point that i thought was really uh useful which is and it relates to something that uh felix often says which is like the pervading feeling has been that everything is always the same but just slowly gets worse like we're trapped in a deadlock Nothing changes, only, you know, everyday things are just somehow a little worse, even though you feel nothing but stultification. One thing we can say definitively is that that era is over. True. <laughs> that we are no longer in a deadlock, that the wheels of history are turning again. Yep. Uh, and that we things don't know what that will These are getting precipitously worse. Uh, they could get precipitously worse, but they also are going to be manifestly different. And considering that the trajectory we were on was also one of apocalypse yep. and, and, and just absolute doom, then just the fact that we 're dealing in a different situation is important, and we ta- i talked about i 've talked about how like you know politics is a mental illness, you know and how like mm-hmm. it 's kind of silly to think that you can control anything uh, it 's also kind of a bourgeois affectation in this country, like mm-hmm. pe- most people are too busy doing their jobs to think about politics yes. yeah. well we are now in an era where politics is no longer a rarefied yeah. parlor game for mostly underemployed uh, yeah. you know uh, uh, observers who treat it like fucking sports ball right it's gonna be a part of everyone's single person's life in a day-to-day way that has not really been the case because mm-hmm. the whole reason one of the big reasons we're so depoliticized is that we have in- they've intentionally created a situation yes. where politics is invisible and it shapes your life in every way but your day-to-day a- uh, processing of it it's invisible and, and now that is over and the black
4: magic of neoliberal uh, sort of end of history shit is that you're satiated. Yeah. Is that you feel like, well, I could have more than this, but like, eh, who yeah, cares? It's good enough. When you are not satiated, not to sound pedantic or banal or whatever, but like it's in those moments of history when people cease to be satiated when yeah. they're hungry or when yeah. they're fucked over that, as you say, the wheels of history can start to turn for the better, even though it's a crisis Yeah. So it's not it shouldn't be all doom and
2: gloom. We need, even we though need we need to be disaster serious. socialism right now yeah, exactly. badly. Yes. Yes. Don't let this crisis go to a waste. Yeah. And don't okay. despair too much. Yeah. Um all right. We should get into we got a lot to talk about. With that said, in the, in let's despair now let's, let, over these
4: horrible documentaries. let's
3: gaze well, and despair that we could have avoided. This wasn't this wasn't voiced on us. Well yeah. True.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have absolutely not done this and stayed home, but I was like, yeah, I'm bored. I'll go over to Will's. Yes. All
2: right. Hillary Clinton.
5: Have
1: to
2: put your soul in heaven. All right, I guess I should officially start the show. It's Chappo. It's Chappo. We've got we got Chris Wade is joining us on the mic. Hello, I'm here. And back again
0: is Catherine Krieger. Hey, Brendan James. Hey, everybody. I, I feel like we should uh, uh, formally announce that uh, Felix Biederman is indeed still alive. Yeah, uh, Felix he, is Felix is suffering from a non coronavirus related uh, ailment at the yes, moment. Yes, uh, there there is some some <laughs> severe enough not to be on the show, but not severe enough that anybody should panic. Uh, uh, gastrointestinal distress going on. Some of the uh, the Chapo crew, but hopefully we will. Uh, uh, we
3: see shitting out us due to. We
0: are all still
2: fine, and uh, I'm actually, at the end of the show, I got some. We, we should have. We're gonna have some things coming for you guys, yeah. and, and while you're all in lockdown Vir- to keep you entertained, We've got Ooh. some.
0: Virgil, however, you might not hear from until the end of this thing. <laughs> yeah, he's locked in his uh, drug cube. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
3: isolation. <laughs> all isolation all cube. Right. Hillary.
2: Last week we did episodes one and two. Here are episodes three and four. Mm. Let's go. Beginning oh. with episode three, entitled The Hardest Decision. What?
3: What was
0: the hardest decision yeah. made in this? I don't I even I'll I'll what to say. I think it's appropriate it to stay with Bill Clinton.
3: Honestly, it took me a beat. I was also questioning. That was but the only yeah. thing that was really in the episode. Well, it was news. it was like seventy five percent of the episode, yes. and then they kind of shoehorned two thousand eight in there. But the, no, no, I mean, that I mean, wasn't
4: until the next episode. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, God, was not pretty pretty much,
5: about all, all, so
4: all, uh, I mean,
0: we're getting we're getting ahead ahead of it, but. The, the way it portrays it, it was not a decision. She it was a the entire time she was like, Yeah, of course, I love Bill Clinton. I'm not yeah, gonna leave Yeah, it wasn't anybody Well, yeah, it yeah. certainly
3: didn't didn't she, give you like her internal uh, like, consi- decision making process. Yeah,
2: she never said like as far as like the hardest decisions. She never said on camera, like, well, wow. I can cons- obviously I considered leaving him. Yeah. She just says like it was just, yeah, like it's it's hard for two people to be in a marriage and blah blah blah. You know. Anyway, so uh this one begins, of course, now we're back in, you know, the interviews, and we notice that every single episode of this series begins with a moment where she's sitting to be interviewed and, like, people are talking off camera, and it's this, like, totally in inauthentic moment. Oh, I'm sorry,
4: like, I'll, I'll get my phone. I just need to get past all this hot sauce in my purse <laughs> that <Yeah>. I <laughs> yeah. have with me. It's, and, really,
1: it's good that they start it that way, though, because it's a real good litmus test for the viewer, because this movie is made for baby brain morons. Yeah. And you have to be an absolute baby brain. Moron to, to, think to think that's real. Oh wow! I'm getting behind the scenes footage of Hillary unguarded. She yeah. doesn't even know the cameras are on. <laughs> yeah. I need. Yeah.
3: I need to interject that uh, was it during the fourth or the third that um, everyone besides me and Chris started singing along with the theme. I <laughs> think <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> and- that
4: was when we were fully geographically by the fourth.
3: A My bit was that, um, you know, if you if you've seen it, which don't. Um, it's flashing her face over and over again, aging, and I was like, "They should also have just like a little ticker number in the corner that's steadily going up, which is the Clinton body count." <laughs> yes, yes, that yeah, was it's very basically funny. A, like a
1: jauntier version of the montage from Parallax View that brainwashes yeah, yeah. people into becoming uh, assassins.
4: And then, if you look really closely throughout the thing, you can see little. Um, it's the the, 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 re- the director's cut version we've been watching that P- Pazuzu does flash <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you, if you're careful don't look.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, also in the director's cut, Hillary uh, does come down a staircase backwards. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Which um, is the iconic it's like scene. It was, it, was
2: that, little, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, "Damn, at the Javits Center." She, she had the Javits. Yeah. <laughs> spider, walks backwards. Um, the lost right, Javits so, Center footage. So you know the, the, this now in the in the in the timeline of the A narrative, which is the 2016 election. Uh, episode three begins with like you know post Super Tuesday, where it's like it really looks like Hillary Clinton is you know she is the nominee now. Basically, she is she has done away with that awful Bernie Sanders, and we don't really hear about him again. I will just say the only Not thing at all he's done the only well, the, there's the one, only thing
3: there's one. Very I'll brief get to aside. that. I'll get to that.
2: The one thing I will like, like to make note again, do not watch this, but if you watch the very beginning of episode three, there is a still photo that they zoom in on where you can see Hillary Clinton's feeties. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's true. Yes. She, a, shows she shows the feeties. She she and and she shows from a distance, you know, I'd have to examine them close up, but from a distance, they oh, look We they will look, be. We will be. We <laughs> will absolutely. be later. That's <laughs> going to be a
0: bonus tutors. episode.
2: That's what, yeah, that's what we're
3: sure. doing after this. Um, but um, they, they look fine. They but look yeah, she shows all the little
2: nice piggies. And then basically, you know, there's like a. Kristen Gillibrand and the club show up, and she yeah. has like her sort of like her her gang, her squad. She's like, got the squad. It's a lot of the girl bosses. It now. and yeah, they just and one of them says, the, "The real revolution is electing the first woman president." Yep. And then, just like um,
3: what you were just talking about, and then you know, the, 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 in the
2: in the talking head segment of it, like with Jennifer Palmieri and uh, mm-hmm. Mandy Grunwald, <laughs> crime, crimes of the Grundelwald, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mandy crimes of the Grundelwald, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the NPR name woman, which is like you know Tamara Tamara K- Glorch.
3: <laughs> I think yeah, Tamara not... Keith. Oh, yeah, so, exactly.
2: The not real name that I mean, they assign you. They assign you a non name when you join NPR.
3: Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: They've taken away your name. Number. <laughs> They've given, given you one. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, uh, no, uh, anyway, yeah, but anyway uh, one of them says, "We began to see like a a generational gap." where young women were overwhelmingly supporting Bernie Sanders. And they were like, mm. What's up with that? And that- then they were like like older women of course were all for Hillary. And then we started to realize that younger women, and I'm quoting here, have no gender, gender allegiance. allegiance. Gender allegiance. gender allegiance true allegiance well, that they, I mean? they, they certainly allegiance don't
3: interrogate the they inter- certainly don't interrogate the fact that uh, young women are no. hating on Hillary it's like maybe
1: it's because they are getting fucked over by the system and have a vested interest in seeing it change as opposed to these rich old ladies who just want to see a lady president and don't have any other political concerns no. I mean, it's,
3: I remember, it's easier to just dispense with them
2: yeah. I remember we were talking about this like in the lead up to the 2016 election where like you know people were obsessing over this very issue Why do why do young women just why do they why are they going for this old man? Have you ever met a young woman? And it's just like well, for women of a certain age, they all looked at Hillary and saw themselves. Certain age and like sort of I guess class position, I should say, all looked at Hillary and saw themselves and their own struggles and career paths and hopes and aspirations or the times they have been fucked over, blah, blah, blah. And they identified with her very strongly. And they were baffled why women of, an, of, of another generation looked at the same person and didn't see the same thing. And the fact is, all those
0: women of our generation
2: looked at Hillary and just saw their boss who they fucking hated.
0: You know? <laughs> um, uh, the, the one thing they do take solace in, and you're probably getting to this, they're like, well, these younger vo- voting age women don't really agree with this. But yes. Children yes. love Hillary. Yes. And it well, cuts they to all these pictures of. of- Girls that, who would still go to Disneyland and think they were actually meeting John Princess B- Jan- B- yeah. Yeah. You, you guys are
3: you guys are literally sneering at small. Just, well, no, I I just, they were no. pitching.
1: Her pitch was, "Hey, if you're uh, if you're retired and politics is a game to you, or if you're a baby, yes. <laughs> you yes. love Hillary." And they
2: said, yeah. "Like oh, like all these little girls are showing up dressed in pantsuits. It's, and
3: they yeah. just, it's they child. It's child abuse. They loved Hillary so much, and like
2: this is this was happened." They, they, they clock this immediately after they bring up, but then don't examine at all why no young woman of like below the age of 40 or 30 fucked with Hillary. Well, Clinton Well, if you at
4: average all. the older women
0: who liked Hillary better with the children, yeah. you get the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. Age. then you
3: get, you, you get a very up with strong. Like, you, know, yeah. you get the
0: millennial generation. Yeah. You're, you're camp- the, look, the, we understand the young voting age demographics are bad, but you're per- outperforming uh, in the Polly Pocket set, and that's Absol- going to really you're, pull you're us over the line. You're
3: uh, outperforming zero to three uh, years of age. <laughs> yes
2: and then of course they get into like well then you had to sh- you had to change gears and start campaigning in a general election against Trump and she says of campaigning against Trump it's just that he had so much negative energy mm. the vibes were fucked no Hillary was bringing he was bringing plur yes, and yes. Trump was bringing can we get yeah.
3: a can we get a vibe check on the Trump campaign Trump please? was bringing he
2: was being he was bringing anger and negativity into a presidential campaign which right. anger and negativity certainly have no place in American politics no. No. None whatsoever. It's certainly never been marshaled to, you know, uh, productive ends in the past or for whatever well, reason. Well,
3: and you'll recall is how they characterized Bernie's campaign. So. It was
4: strange because there was all this negative energy from the Bernie people is what they said in the one yeah, before. Yeah. And then Trump gets up there and they just don't understand. Like, why would anyone be mad at us? Right. Why would anyone not like the way
2: like things why work? Are,
3: why are people mad at all? Not yes. even just at us. So like, then, why is right. there an anger?
2: Yeah. So and then we get like clips of Trump and it is so fucking funny because every single clip of Trump that they provide in this documentary is him just being a hundred percent correct and accurate. Spitting fire, I just mean, honestly. just spitting nothing but gems, and he just
3: goes. Well, and also he's correct he on just, every count about Hillary. Says, I think the only card she has is the woman's
1: card. She's got nothing else going. And frankly, if Hillary Clinton were a man, I don't think she'd get five percent of the vote. The only thing she's got going is the woman's
2: card, and the beautiful thing is. Women don't like her. All she's got is the woman card. And he goes, and women don't even like her. (laughs) True. White women voted for Trump. And uh, then they show her awesome line where he's like, well, if Trump says I'm playing the woman card, well, if getting health care for women and girls is playing the woman card, then deal me in. And then they show backstage like all her people clapping and cheering. They're like, oh. Dude, she's crushing it. Yep. And she's then, absolutely crushing it. Then they go to it.
3: Trump again, don't they?
2: No, they go to Trump later in another really amazing segment. Then we get, in my opinion, we mentioned this guy on the last episode on this, oh, but yeah. in my opinion, the absolute most revolting of these talking heads is former Time Reporter Ugh, Joe Klein. Disgusting. Yep. I've already explained all. to you how he is just this disgusting courtier to Hillary Clinton in this. He says in this episode, quote, Hillary was the leader of the feminist revolution. People forget that. And even in the 90s, there was an element of radicalism to her feminism.
3: No one has ever said that with a straight face You've just
2: watched, presumably,
4: the, the second episode before this that showed all that. And even the documentary doesn't convince you of that. So he's just saying that she was a feminine, a radical feminist leader in the nineties. It's like strange. And again, like I mean,
0: even if you're giving the most generous interpretation of this documentary and Hillary, what it portrays is somebody who comports themselves to public opinion at literally every single thing that uh, who and you know again to be generous, like she has. Perhaps perhaps it's unfair or how public opinion uh, changes, but at every moment she's like, "Oh, the public needs me to be this. I will change to be exactly." That's not a radical. Literally, no pushback against. What and it's just uh, her. What is d- desired from her? From,
2: and it is from the so public. funny that Joe Klein shows up as a talking head to just praise her. To you know, just up and down like it's, it's nauseating. But like hit I I mentioned this in the last episode. He wrote the book Primary Colors anonymously, which is a novel that was very thinly based on the nineteen ninety two Bill Clinton campaign. That was. Top to bottom, just pure, it was just an outlet for all the gossip that he had about being that close to the Clinton campaign and people around him that he couldn't report on because that's not like, either that would like, he wrote it anonymously as well because it would burn a lot of bridges or whatever. But that whole book is about what a complete pussyhound Bill is. That he even had a kid outside of wedlock and and that their relationship Between the two main characters, or not the main characters, between but the Bill and Hillary stand-ins in primary colors is one of absolutely transactional, bloodless power, lust for power, and that the the, the, the Hillary character in that book was well aware of his many, many marital infidelities for years and years and years, and went along with all of it because she wanted a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. The portrayal of hillary's like how she actually dealt with that in this documentary is 1000 percent the opposite of what joe klein cheekily and anonymously did in that book which was basically saying here's what we all know is true about bill clinton but i'm going to write an anonymous novel that's winking at you and i'm going to say all the shit that everyone who covered bill clinton and his campaign knew about him and their relationship so that is really something we then jump back in time to 1995 where we had last left off our intrepid hero, she had just uh, failed to reform healthcare in America. Whoop. And she said, you know, she time to, it's time to regroup and reform after you know, that loss. And mm-hmm. she said, yes, you know, we, you know, we had some very tearful meetings with my staff. And I was like, yeah, they were crying as you were abusing them for <laughs> letting you down, failing to you know, give you the big victory you Amy wanted. Amy
0: Klobuchar's early uh, yes. start
4: was throwing stapler at one of the Hillary people.
0: Then her just an intern in charge of stapler throwing.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll go far. Her next move is to travel the world with Chelsea. And go to India and Pakistan in particular. Oh, yeah. And basically be seen on the world stage as like a, a leader for women globally. Mm. Because, you know, women in America don't care about or like her. So she's going to go she, on a global stage.
3: Well, it's all positioning for the next thing. And I, then
2: it's just like Hillary was meeting with all these women who had studied to be doctors and lawyers, and then like they couldn't be because of the society they lived in. And, then, and that was a real eye opener for her. I was like, what the fuck? She's just learning about this now? Well, like, also,
3: she just visited them. It's not like she did anything to change and that. And then
0: also, we do get a scene <laughs> of her. it's like, oh, damn, that's sucks. <laughs> yeah, damn. I, I think of sucks that, for you
4: that, that, naked, that scene in The Naked Gun where uh, in the very beginning he gets out of the plane and there's all the press and he thinks it's for him and he's like, oh, you want to see the, the tough guy, the American, uh, the the police officer? And then uh, George Kennedy goes, uh, no, uh, Frank, uh, they're not here for you. Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. <laughs> and with Hillary, it's like Princess dies is actually behind her coming out and everyone in the world wants to meet her and Hillary's not And really. it's just
2: like, and again, we we get to see like a sort of uh, a trope that's played out over and over again in this when they talk to like the Hillary Renfields or the people who were like on her staff at the time. They were like, What was so important about this <laughs> is that when she went to these countries, people saw her and she saw them and they felt seen and they just knew that they mattered because like America was yep. like paying attention to them for the first time. It's like, well, we didn't do anything for them. No. And the one scene that they, she does show of consequence is her meeting with the, the pioneer of micro loans, what is it, Muhammad Yunus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great move.
1: Cost, that was, uh, that, was, that uh, what, was solving poverty there. A rash 10, of suicides
2: resulted,
4: uh, like, the happening by M. Night <laughs> <M. Chiamaron. laughs> Microloans killed, like, so many people from just suicides, where they just started, like, in that movie, just, like, threw themselves into the lion, the lion exhibit.
1: Yeah. Or, like, you know, <laughs> Laid down in front of s- of lay down, down in front of a tractor. Because yeah. <laughs> like microloans that, it's destroyed. like a gif of people just running into a giant hole in the ground. Yeah. That's what microloans did. Yeah. yeah, It's like
4: the bird box. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was yeah. a bird box-like, exactly.
2: So she goes from... uh, Being a global ambassador for women, to her next big move is to speak at the UN Women's Conference. Oh, by the way, this is is so good. Clinton
4: administration uh, very friendly to the Taliban, just for just for obvious reasons. We should point that out. Uh, She was visiting South Asia. We worked with Taliban, tried to build an oil pipeline with them. Slay, Queen. Her husband husband was was actively working with the most repressive anti uh, women's rights regimes in the. But no, wait a minute,
1: oh Brendan, you idiot. She told the world that women's rights are human, human rights? rights. Well, that's what she did. Also,
3: if a woman is doing it, is, it is inherently feminist. Well, this is a so it's, it's pretty fucked so, up of you to call that unfeminist. So her
2: next big move is she, she gives a speech at the UN Women's Conference in China. And they talked to all the people who were on her staff and they were like, nobody saw the speech. It was a very tight circle. We didn't want any vetting of it because we knew we did not want this speech to be diluted. There was too many important things that she needed to say. Yeah. You know, unedited, too real. She's going to keep it 100% real. And then they showed uh, clips of the speech, and it is, like, the most absolute drivel and pablum imagining, imaginable. It's like, she comes out strong against sending women on fire. She who, like, says, you know,
4: yeah, we should not pour gasoline on people. So yeah. Then
2: we see talking head Andrea Mitchell, the, oh. by the way, the wife of Alan Greenspan, yep. One of the most evil human beings in human history. Yeah, I
4: fucked up with you to say that because she's also a horrible um, uh, journalist. Journalist in her own right.
2: In her, yeah, own, right. Yeah, in her own right, she is. Yes, yeah, she has done lot. A, a Pentagon lot. mouthpiece. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucked up because maybe in a different world, Andrea Mitchell could have gone on to do as much evil as her husband. Yeah. But she only was able to do as much evil as her position as a just sort of like in the era yeah, in the era it. of yeah. yeah in the era of like a, being a really shitty evil journalist definitely, would allow Definitely. unlike her husband who is the head of the federal reserve and like you know i don't know has immiserated, you know unhold billions through yes. uh you know monetary policy yes uh, she andrea mitchell says of the un speech to hillary clinton gave, she redefined human rights around the world
4: we all remember this speech. Remember by when the that way. happened? This UN speech. Which, honestly, have you ever heard of this UN speech she gave? I think I vaguely remember that, like she went to the UN or something. But they just—it's padding. It's so clearly padding for this episode. So,
3: are, are you going to talk about how this speech actually played out? Uh, well, oh yeah, there's a there's can a funny moment. Yeah, yeah, I can recount it. it. I can recount. it. Basically, they're they're going on and on about like, yeah, we kept this under uh, lock and key, and then Hillary's recounting or the people around her are recounting her actually giving the speech. And everyone is listening through translators mostly, so it's essentially like Hillary kept waiting for the big applause. It's a twenty-minute delay. She's yeah, big there singer. was a twenty-minute. Yeah. She kept keeps waiting for things to hit, and um they're kind of just not. And then they show, you know, supposedly after the twenty-minute delay, they show the audience, and all of these women are just doing like a golf clap, like, and eh. then they. They show her being approached after the speech, but just, like, you know, she's not mobbed. No. Like, no one went fucking ape shit it's for it. It's a
4: manufactured, like, moment in her career because yes. they need padding But anyone for that who episode. saw
3: the reaction would be like, oh, yeah, they're just clapping like you would at any speech. There's, it was like, the very... world nations
4: being like, I'm a woman president. I'm, I'm already, like, yeah. pretty much there. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good human rights <laughs> Yeah, then. yeah. Even yeah.
3: though she was saying, like, do you, do you know, like, rape is a is used as a tactic of war? And yeah. all these women are just like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, we know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, very good.
2: So, so yeah, like yeah, th- this is this is she Hillary's next big moment. Then we get into uh, Bill Clinton. He wins re-election in 1996, and then we get to see uh, Clinton simp Paul Begala, who uh, says, "Our plan was working. The economy was booming," and. Uh, you know and also they talked to Bill Clinton again and someone pointed this out the good thing about seeing Bill Clinton talk on camera in interviews in this documentary is that every time he opens his mouth you can see the life drain out of him just a little bit more <laughs> yeah like minute to minute second to second word to word you can see like vitality and like light leaving his body oh, ever since
4: 2007 a friend <laughs> yeah. of his you know <laughs> yeah. couldn't hang out anymore yeah
2: <laughs> um then we get to there's one interesting moment where she talks about like her failure with health coverage, and she says, "Look, we didn't get to universal coverage, but I think all or nothing is the wrong debate to be having. you know we did as much as possible, you know, given the confines, and we, you know we were able to pass the chip bill, which gave health care to like ten million children or whatever, which is like you know good chip, you know rather have it than not have it good but show. Here, but, but what I, yes." <laughs> But what I realized about this when you was talking about it, like on almost any other political issue, I can kind of see like the Democrat brain, like realistic, pragmatic approach where they're like, look, you're never going to get all of what you want given the two-party system and that like how divided the Republicans are, how far they are from what we want. So you're always going to get, like you're always going to have to compromise or get a little bit, better to get a little bit of what you want rather than nothing mm-hmm. or the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing right now how healthcare is a glaring exception to that paradigm because yeah. we are seeing right now healthcare. No, healthcare is an issue in which it literally is all or nothing. They're yes. only as healthy as everyone else around yes, you. Yes, exactly. And like now, that this is the textbook fucking example of like what it means to have a patchwork private healthcare system where, you know, we do some good for some people as much as we can. We're just like, no. This healthcare is absolutely all or nothing because yeah. guess what? What we have now might as well be nothing. Yeah. yeah, it might as well be nothing.
1: Yeah, people are being like held up at hospitals and 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 not being allowed out because they can't get their fucking insurers to get on the same page with and, the fucking hospitals. And not a month ago was Nancy Pelosi
4: up on a fucking podium saying, "We'll make sure the vaccine's affordable."
3: Yeah, not free. not free.
4: As a fucking vaccine, that even even for the Democrats, it's like this is the legacy of the Clintons. For example, well, and they feel it's no sh- they
3: feel no shame in offering people affordability, even when it's life or death. And then everyone yells at them, and they're like, "I, I meant free." Uh, yeah, But yeah. We then get an amazing
2: moment that I'm actually. Oh, the yeah. sorry. So my beans are done. <laughs> will's my beans are will's just done. Will's, about them. beans. Yeah, some, we're
3: we're we're living good. Some, some, some living beans. Good. Okay,
2: cool. It's gonna be real good. Um, anyway, okay. we then get an amazing segment of this documentary that I'm actually a little shocked that they included, considering that they did not include, as we're going to discuss, her fainting on 9-11, yeah. anything at all about her campaign against Barack Obama, yep. or her vote for the war in Iraq, or, uh, going Libya. On, or Libya, or Spoiler. anything like that. Well,
3: they allude to Libya. They well, allude we'll to there. Libya.
2: We'll get to that. Because she okay. was wrong. We then get an amazing moment. Where they address her comments on the crime bill. Oh, yeah. And this is astonishing that they kept it in. Yeah, I was, because, um, she said, like, okay. So, like, all, like, she, she talks about it at the end, but then they got, like, her, again, the Hillary Renfields say, okay, well, how, how can we bring <laughs> the up the fact that she called, like, children super predators? Which and, they like, play, like, and, that whole and, clip. And <laughs> that her husband, and with her backing and her speeches, like, helped put an entire generation of people in jail for nonviolent offenses. This is what they say. They basically said, well, you don't understand, at the time, crime was a really big problem, mm. and this had support on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. So we'd be crazy not to do this. And... You know, she, magazines, people forget. Magazines and there's this one, yeah, I, think, magazines. I think it's the NPR woman or one of these under one of the other grundle walls. I think it's, <laughs> says, <laughs> I think it's her. Look, they say, look, some of the things you said in the light of 2016 look bad, but like Super Predator, that was on a magazine cover. Yeah. The movie Predator had only come <laughs> yeah. out five or six years earlier with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's a huge and, hit, but,
1: but very popular. And that's, but that's just so she is either doing incredibly brave, path breaking stuff like. Redefining, redefining human rights. Yeah. Or, hey, look, I, it was the uh, what? It was the everyone, everyone was, was saying. 90s. It, it was the nineties. It was the nineties. She was in a waiting room. it was I on magazine popular. It isn't the point? It's on magazines. How am I supposed to go against it? They literally re, say it was on magazines. That phrase. Yeah. yeah. She's redefining. Like, what is she? Is she fucking? <laughs> is she? Is she a, 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 a brave truth teller? who will break with orthodoxy, or is she just someone who's going to do whatever the fuck magazines and uh, conventional wisdom tell her to do?
3: Well, she's redefining human rights for a very specific set, right? She's (laughs) not redefining human rights. She's dramatically
2: restricting them to others. Well,
3: even for, like, black women, it's about, like, you know, white women of means. And
4: and for this documentary, which is so... I mean, you have to say, like, just the zeal and the confidence it has to show you this and then say... It wasn't a big deal. You've heard of the super predator thing. We're correcting the record. It was actually fine that she said that and that she supported there the... There was
0: bipartisan consensus and around super the, predators.
4: The, the draconian bill, you know, that also there were failings. Bernie voted for that bill, for example. You know, that. but but that instead of examining it, that later on in the same episode, there's clips from 2016 where Black Lives Matter protesters yes. are, you know, the the, the ghost haunting her and instead of even like picking it up as a possible contradiction or a possible point of like learning or drama, it's just I understood why they were upset. It's a lot of injustice out there, and it's like no, it's same, it, She
3: said they wanted to be heard. They wanted and, to be heard. It's
4: the same fucking episode where you see her supporting the crime bill that that put that
3: ballooned the prison population. Not popular. so ten, little not self awareness minutes, even among the filmmakers. Ten, and not not know ten, ten if minutes later, they
0: have they have clips of her at a. Uh, at a rally saying so many young black men unjustly in pr- prison with it's like no examination. It's
4: North Korea. We've said it a bunch of times, but like it is the hagiography that you would expect of a one party state or
2: like dear leadership. It is, is amazing. Except she's
4: never there, even been the dear leader.
2: There are two quotes here from Hillary Clinton on this topic that are worth sharing. She says of the crime bill, did it have parts that had unintended consequences? Yes, it did. Then she says of the super predators comment, and this is in the one-on-one interview. And this is the only time she's ever really challenged by the, uh, the interviewer. And she drips contempt. Oh, God. She just so drips dismissive. anger and contempt, And she says, I was talking about gang members. I didn't put a race on it. <laughs> wink wink gang if I,
3: I would have put a race on it. I was talking it. about
2: <laughs> I was talking about dangerous inner city thugs. I didn't put a race on Frankly, it. Frankly it's yeah.
3: racist of you. Oh yeah. when you oh when you picture a super predator yeah. you see someone black. You just did the racism. It's, no, like, the, the way, it's like the it's like the Michael Scott thing.
1: The unintended consequences she's talking about are not mass incarceration. That was the intended consequence. They right. said it at the time. More yes. people in prison. The unintended consequences are people getting mad at her about it 20 years later. Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Well, that's what she says. She, they said, did, did you have to answer for this? Then we get back to the present, and she talks about running against Donald Trump, and she says, I was running kind of a, a textbook campaign. Meanwhile, my opponent is just ranting and raving. <laughs> then we get another clip of Trump being 100% on point, <laughs> where she says, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton's a bigot. She yes. only likes
3: black people for their votes.
2: Correct. And yeah. we just <laughs> we the crime to the no God, slaves! Remember
5: the slaves? <laughs> yeah, Remember didn't the mention slaves? That. Didn't
3: mention they the certainly did mansion. not mention the slaves. Oh
2: and then we get God. into this whole thing where like, uh, Mook and the other Torgos are just talking about how it was so unfair that like they were running such a good perfect campaign but for some reason Trump was just driving the media conversation the whole time. Also and just they talk bodying
3: about, them. And then they talk they about how like
2: well Trump's all of his Republican opponents tried all these things to like talk about how shameful and out of line he was and that didn't work so we were just gonna repeat just the exact the same, thing. same thing. Exact same. Thing. The exact same thing that they just saw: Jeb, Marco, little Marco, <laughs> lazy Ted. Jeb, Sleepy Jeb, lying Ted. They all just ate shit. They're trying to do, trying to be like, "Well, oh, well, oh, oh, how how dare you, sir?" And they're I apologize like,
0: "Apologize to my wife." Yeah, yeah.
2: And then they're like, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna have some of that." Yeah, I want what he's having. Yeah, <laughs> the big bowl of shit soup. <laughs> then there's a hilarious footage of uh, Philippe Rains playing Donald Trump in mm-hmm. their mock debates, which they loved so much. They're, They're like, wow, butt.
4: Philippe, you really look like a big fat asshole schlub piece of shit. You're like, what we are we doing it yet?
5: <laughs> I,
2: was, I was
4: just having a
3: I I gotta say, I um feel I said this multiple times while watching, completely catfished by Felipe. Like I've only I guess I've only seen his, his Twitter avatar, and you know, I'm not afraid of admitting that I've occasionally appreciated the appearance of some some problematic people. Uh, And I was like, damn, Philippe, kind of a fox. In this doc, it was like, oh, my God. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He looks like
1: a fridge. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He does. He's got
1: the Yasha Lee. He's got a.
5: Oh, (laughs) he does. That's what I thought of. That's
3: what I thought of. Yes. I also like, like it's on the record that Philippe went off his unspecified meds in order, yep. like he went so method, method he action. went so method w- to play he, Donald Trump, and again, like it he technically also gained a bunch of
2: weight and looked like shit. I guess it
3: also technically worked, but like not in the long run. Well, here's now. the thing:
2: these last two episodes have so much stuff about the debates, yeah, and there's so much behind the scenes stuff, and there's so much analysis of the debates, or like what they tried to do, and they showed her like winning or winning the debates. And here's the thing: as Matt pointed out, like people forget. She did win all yeah, of those won. debates. People have kind of like retroed it in their mind because Trump won the
1: election, that means he won the debates. I remember she all the polls, all the things, not just the obviously the press all said she won, yeah. but just all the polls of people said she won significantly people found out, though, is that it didn't fucking matter. Right. And I honestly feel like people are more comfortable with the idea that Trump won the debates right. because then these things still have some function. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. The idea that they're totally superfluous is more upsetting to people. Yep. So they would rather imagine in their mind that Trump won. No, no he looked like a fucking moron yep. and erratic, and he was wandering around and sniffing yeah, like but, a maniac. But there,
4: but there were also the moments that Liv lived on are wrong. You uh, know, and like sure.
1: moments in which he dominated. because right, you know,
3: he, he, got, he got some uh, awesome gifts And like, right. it. as
1: it gets into episode 4, like, they And say he has some th- great moments, like, you should be in, you should be in jail yeah. well, that, and, that's and great. beyond
3: being superfluous like they don't matter and also uh, like are like a one to one about how wrong like the media and pundit class were I mean it's the same thing we saw and how limited with, their influences with Bernie yeah, and Biden absolutely. is
0: that at basically at this point the only thing that matters in any kind of election is earned media is uh, or on earned media is like, is like what the network's are talking about it. if they're talking about Donald Trump all the time, if they're talking about the emails. That's that's it. That's the game. Earned media saying, that is that earned media. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you know what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Well, unearned uh, media. For I media. call it un- pedantic about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it. unearned but yeah, media. Yeah. And it's a, it's I call thing. it anti-social media. <laughs> no, but like they they they. they <laughs> I call it dumb. Phone. <laughs> no, but like they they they, wrote, they. There's so much in these in these last two episodes about the debates, and they even say in the fourth episode as they're you know approaching the zero hour. They're like, well, yeah, we all thought we were gonna win because we all knew that we won all three of those debates. Mm-hmm. And Matt's you're hundred percent right. People have invented in their own minds this idea that Trump won those debates because it's they they'd rather believe that the debates are still matter, yes. or that like that, that this one on one contest of like truth and the crucible logic. of debate and logic mm. matters even a whit. <sighs> just the fucking yeah, just a fart in the wind Doesn't overall. <laughs> okay, so then we cut. We're getting to the end of this episode. We, now we're getting to the hard decision. We cut back in time to Uh-oh. 1998, oh and boy. here's what I've been waiting for. We get into all of Bill's dirty deeds done dunder- d- cheap. D- <laughs> d- d- <Dunderend> <laughs> <is bunlar> <laughs> So we heard from Peter Baker of the New York Times that, like, as far as back as the 92 election, there were all these stories out there about Bill Clinton. But for some reason, nobody in the media wanted to touch the Paula Jones story because they were like, that's just not our job. It's just too dirty. It's, it's just, icky is what Peter icky. Baker how says. How can we cover it? Like, how can we cover it with any, with any, like, with our capital T New York Times standard of truth? Also- as, as you pointed out. Uh, a similar attitude that a lot of people had toward the Epstein, yes. Episode, which yes. again, those stories are around for decades. Yep. But they were, and icky. in both
1: cases, you have Hillary fucking. Uh, I am every woman, Clinton, uh, <laughs> it, it, on record, denigrating everybody who's ever accused Bill Clinton of a sexual. She's offense. a Looney Tune, is what she called. Yeah. It. yeah. Like, uh, how about how fucking empowering is that to women when your disgusting husband's sexual predator predation, it, is, is something see. you cover up and you cover it up. By defaming the women who he abused,
3: yep. it's luckily it's over. But it was wonderful to see James Carville let back in from the swamp to back uh, <laughs> <Michael> <laughs> Bennett. Yeah. Oh. Oh. To, no. To, he was like saying shit about Bernie. Oh yeah. He left. was backing Bennett. He
2: was backing Bennett. Oh, but like what, after whatever. Bennett dropped out, he kept being invited back on. Uh, but he, News uh, to he be like, quite
3: famously said about Paula Jones like you. If she's
2: what you get when if you put a hundred dollar bill on a fishing line and drag it through a trailer. For yes. Her yep, her. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's what that's Woof. what James Carville said about Paula Jones during the nineteen ninety two. Imagine campaign. if someone Someone connected
3: to Bernie, said
4: you know, yeah. or if Trump even someone yes. everyone would be up in arms as they should be yes. about what a sexist, horrible, misogynistic thing. But like say. no
3: one gives a shit.
4: And as you pointed out, well, uh, there was that meeting that um,
2: Clinton had with uh, Titus Peace Pussy. Oh yeah, no, this was uh, Alexander <laughs> Coburn uh, wrote a, wrote a piece where he talked about. Um, it was a, like um, a, a Native American activist and, and leader in the state of Arkansas related a story to Coburn about how him and Bill Clinton were having lunch at like a diner in Little Rock. And Bill was, you know, of course, you know, making doing doing being flirty with the waitress and put, turning on the charm, being mm-hmm. slick willy. And when the waitress walked away, Clinton turns to the guy who told Coburn this story and said, uh, there goes the tightest piece of pussy in all of Arkansas. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and, this is, that was and recorded. this is funny as we get into the Access Hollywood tape in, right, in, in exactly. episode four, which exactly. is, like, again, on tape, whereas yeah. this is just, you know, it, this is hearsay. This is through a, a story of a story. Diner talk. It's diner talk. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's diner talk. Yeah, it's when the boys are in the diner. Yeah. So, okay. Then we get, uh, we get, uh, Hillary talks about um, early one morning, Bill came into the bedroom and said, look, there's going to be a story in the Washington Post that, you know, talks about this, this intern and says that we had a relationship and then he just straight up lies to her. <laughs> yeah, he straight up lies to her. Yeah, and he lies to,
0: like everyone in his and inner proceeds circle.
3: Proceeds to, to lie to the faces of every single person in their orbit. Yeah, and like lie to Paul Begala.
0: No, Paul this is my favorite part. Who, who is the one who seems most genuinely offended?
2: Yeah, by Yeah, no, like lie lying
3: to a child.
2: Dude, <laughs> it, 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 the Paul Begala comes back and he's like, you know, Clinton brought it up, and I said, like, is there anything there? And he said, you know, no, there isn't. And I said, okay, sir, let's work on bringing back jobs to America. <laughs> and Paul Begala is so funny because I'm totally convinced that Chris, you're right. He is the only. Only person in Clinton's family and inner circle who ever believed him for a second yep. about any of this shit. He's the, the rest Car- of them were just like Bill Clinton was just like, all right, I, did, I, I didn't do anything wrong. And they're like, okay, that's the line we're going. He's with. the Robert like, Kardashian. And, and, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah of, he's never Clinton not going to be Slick Willie. Yeah, yeah so then, it's like
0: he's not Slick Willie anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, this, like, cutting a little forward, it, then it's like you know, whatever. Two, three months later, it's like the facade is crumbling down. Everybody knows it happens. Bill knows that he has to admit that it happened. So then he has another sit-on-the-edge-of-the-bed conversation and goes around, and just to say I'm Bagala. With everybody, for some reason. He's <laughs> just, the just, the just bed. sitting
3: on uh, Bagala's bed, bed saying, yeah. Hey, champ, what's up? <laughs> Screw I, a little
2: closer. Hey, champ, me and You're... your mother are going to be living in different houses. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Will you brother. still play catch with me? <laughs> yes, brother. on the weekends, is it, Paul. Is this Not on the weekends. <laughs> but in
0: the, in the so current interviews, in the, the 2020 <laughs> interview sections, everybody, when this is happening, tries to summon tears about it. Uh, Hillary tries to cry when she's talking about it. She tries. Bill almost gets to crying the person who most genuinely looks like they're on the edge of tears talking about the betrayal is Paul Bogala
2: I love Bill Clinton just coming in Paul Bogala's bed he's sitting at the end of the race car and he's like yeah it's it's not not about you Paul we still love you George James just because we don't love each
3: other anymore doesn't mean we don't love you we even love little Dickie Morris (laughs) those are both those are both very good bills thank you Dick Morris, well, he should have been. Oh, yeah, Dick Morris.
2: Dude, he, well, he would have loved the foot, the foot image. Yeah, absolutely. Episode at the, at the beginning of this absolutely. episode.
1: No, actually, uh, yeah, Begala was very hurt, but uh, uh, George Stepanoff was like, "Hey, great, two trips to Little Saint James."
2: <laughs> 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 oh, Amazon gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad.
3: Um, and then
2: also, there's one thing actually I actually didn't know about this: Jennifer Palmieri. Uh, another one of these ghouls that shows awful. up. Monica Lewinsky was her intern. Yep. And they talk about the only reason she had gotten so close to Bill in the Oval Office. This is so because good. Because this is during the Republican government shutdown. Yep. And they almost basically kind of imply that Bill Clinton had to get top because the Republicans <laughs> put him in that position.
0: He's <laughs> no, too stressed. No, when they, they come really back do. When they do, wait, sit Bill down and, and give him the moment of being like, explain yourself. Sir explain yourself why is it he's just like i was under so much stress <laughs> yeah so much i had so much untreated so anxiety. much anxiety yeah, yeah, yeah he was
3: he was out of spoons i was out of spoons
1: <laughs>
3: i was out of
0: spoons <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was the only therapy I had. It's no, no, low key mona, gr- Monica gave me the spoons I needed. It's low-key kinda gross for you to enable it, <laughs> for you to say that I can't
2: uh, relieve my stress that way. No, there was like he was like you know, he's like, We all go through pain and we've all have suffered fear and terror in our lives and sometimes you just you you, you need something that'll get you through the next 10, and then he says months, but he starts by saying 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's he's, The next... No, step. he says he's,
4: he's, he's about to say, I just needed someone to take my mind off for about 10... Mi- a, a while. and <laughs> <laughs> like he's going to say like, blowjob time. I mean... And we, then he just yeah. goes into a vague... I like, mean,
3: he's he's right,
2: though. Yeah, yeah, no, sure, but yeah, you know. the uh, the clips of it Punished like Bill <laughs> talking about this are so oh. funny. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Punished Bill. Because he literally says... I had to get top because of my imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I, "I got elected president." It's sort of like, should I, do I even deserve to be here? Yeah. I, I'm just pretending. Does I everyone else gif- know that I'm a fraud? No, don't know what it's like to be a gifted kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking gross. Yeah. And also, the one thing I want to say about Jennifer Palmieri when she brings up Monica Lewinsky. Is that it is so fucking obvious that she still fucking yep. hates yes. her to that this. little yes. strumpet, little yeah. whore, that little yeah. fuck, apartment two A, Monica yeah. Lewinsky? You've got a hole in here. There's a hole in the White House. Get, your, your, house. get your own president. <laughs> How hard is it to keep your mouth shut or at least clean the fucking dress, you idiot? <laughs> Oh yeah, and no, and then Bill, Palmieri says of Bill Clinton, she was like, "Well, I thought nothing of sending this, you know, twenty-one, twenty-year-old intern yeah. into the Oval Office, like I don't know, fetch him pizza or whatever, well, and, and like being pizza, in there alone, being in there alone with well, Bill Clinton. Well, because it was
3: it was during the shutdown, so interns were having significantly more contact, yeah, with, yeah. So with then the Pal- president than they would normally have. Of course, I
2: thought nothing of it because I never would have thought Bill Clinton would do anything that stupid, and it's like. Anyone who knew him at any level of his life would have known well, well, that gets, exactly what he was going That gets do. into
4: the whole fiction pervading yeah. everyone's interviews, which is that um, the, the presumption is supposed to be that Hillary had no idea that this was going on and that she was devastated to learn that Bill would have been
2: cheating on her. Now, and, the, the, be- the
3: be- Well, and also that this was like some unique um, event. Like, well, yeah, some unique like uh singular sin moment sin in his yeah. life. Yeah. It just even... like just like oh, I was I got caught up in this one moment as opposed to a life of stupid indiscretion. you about all the
4: other times he'd been accused, but this is the one that coincided with the impeachment,
2: which yes. is politically uh, Well, this damaging.
3: is this is the one that counts. Yeah.
2: During the during the Punished Bill interview, uh the interview <laughs> He the, really does look
3: punished. And,
2: and, and the the interviewer uh says, "Did you think you were taking a risk? Like, you know, uh, cheating no, on your wife?" Yeah, no, no, but he goes He's like, nobody thinks about risk in situations like that. You know, it's like, I'm a dog for it once I get the scent. <laughs> no, he, he didn't actually yeah. say that, but that's that's what he was thinking. Oh, yeah. Then we get, you know, okay, so he confesses his misdeeds, his family, his inner circle, and then eventually the country and that well, h- and hilarious he, uh, TV. He tells,
3: he tells Hillary, and then uh, we don't really know what Hillary's response is, but Hillary does say, like, well, now you got to go tell Chelsea and that's going to be worse. And now
2: there's and then there's this awful moment where like the day after he does his like national address oh, where he's God. just like I, I did li- I, I did get top. <laughs> I've gotten top in the past yeah. in this office in this very chair. Where you're and sitting then we get right the, they go on a vacation to Martha's Vineyard mm-hmm. and they're walking across the White House lawn oh, okay. to like Marine One. And Chelsea yeah. gets in between her mom and dad and holds both their hands and sort of connects them. First Completely of all, spontaneous. And Hillary little, says... A little
3: too old to be doing that, in my and opinion. And then Hillary
2: says, it was just so incredible and strong and, and wise. wise of her to create that You know, Bill. TV Bill is also
3: walking their their dog yeah. as, they're, as they're getting onto Air Force and One. And then I
2: forgot that they had that dog. I know they had Buddy. Socks the Cats, famously. Matt reminded me it was Buddy. Buddy. And then you said <laughs> that Buddy went on to get hit by a
1: car.
3: Yes. Because they discarded him. Yeah, yeah.
1: They gave Socks... To to their uh their the the secretary uh in the oval office Mrs. Uh, Betty How? Jordan <laughs> 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 <Everybody> <laughs> was she right? got hit by a car too <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. she gave, they gave you, the dog the cat away to betty too jordan and was <laughs> and then yeah after they left the office uh, 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 a buddy got hit by a car suspiciously his hyoid bone was broken <laughs>
2: you <laughs> what did he, that dog has seen a lot you that's like sure. no, that a dog lot. did see a lot throw a towel on man so He's yeah they, fire. they they, oh, they, oh, they yeah. uh so they go to martha's vineyard then we get an amazing an, another amazing moment from uh, mandy grunwald where she says like general grievous general general grievous <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh she's god we good. get another
2: amazing moment where she's basically talking about how like the public reception about how like People just don't understand, like, Hillary really did love Bill. Mm -hmm. And they had a real relationship (laughs) and marriage. And what she says here is very telling. She says, basically, the problem is, like, nobody really understands that about her. Mm -hmm. And this is a person whose job, and it's given to you in her name and title on the documentary, is media Media consultant. consultant to the Clintons. And basically what she's saying as a media consultant, is like, the problem is, here's the story I'm telling you. This is the narrative that I'm giving you about the real Hillary Clinton and Bill, which is that, of course, she was devastated. Of course, it was a real decision to stay in this marriage. You know, she's just like you or I, or like, this is these are real people, and this wasn't just a, a totally crass, calculated, cold, blooded political move on her part, and something that she always knew about this guy. She just says, people don't understand this. And this is a media consultant basically saying, the problem with people... Is that they don't believe the horseshit that we're shoveling to them? Yes, yep. and that is And then she's like, and she's saying it in a documentary about Hillary Clinton where she's basically saying, as a stand-in for everything, that the problem with American public and Hillary Clinton is that they don't understand her story or her side of it, which is my job to tell you. And that basically, she's saying they don't. Believe it, that's, and they don't believe her. That's the documentary. That is the it's, entire this documentary, this whole documentary. The first is episode is, to explain. So that. no
4: one understands. We we all know our our polarized image of Hillary, but no one understands her. When really, of course, it means they don't believe her, and then no documentary is going to fucking fix
0: that. I mean, we'll get we'll get what we're talking about this year. We'll get into uh this in the last episode, which covers her actual political career, uh, very glossly. For like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it throughout this whole thing, it is like every time a scandal in the Clinton family comes up. The overwhelming attitude from all the people involved, all the Clintons, all the t- Clinton Torgos, is oh, this sure. wasn't a big deal. Like like no no explanation, no defense, no no acknowledgement of what people could see, but it's like, like it was just crazy that the, people, that people were accusing us that. of all these things. And it just yeah. reminds me, it keeps like the scandals in the Clinton in the association with the Clinton family reminds me of that onion headline that's like the guy being like, Why do all these gay guys keep sucking my dick? <laughs> 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 it's like why do all these yeah. scandals keep piling up yeah. around the Clinton family? Right. Oh, yes. They must be all fake. Yes. There's well, they, no way yeah, this family could be this It certainly can't be
3: that they're uniquely criminal, corrupt, and yep. uh, underhanded. Yep. It's just, no, you know, ever- pe- people have just decided uh, for no good reason to despise them. Yeah.
2: Is that episode is that So that basically that's the that takes you to the end of episode 3. Yeah. I feel like uh, I just aged one more quick hit. Uh, Barney Frank shows up being interviewed <laughs> and his nipples are still protruding. <laughs> disgusting. 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 I had never
3: seen the Barney Frank photo and now my yeah. life is worse he's for it. He's got, <laughs> he's got
2: some but He's got some
3: diggles. He's <laughs> got some diggles. Good good tweet. Accurate tweet. A great Trump. tweet by but, Trump.
1: But, Very but disgusting just and just Before respectful. we move
3: into this, I,
4: I think it's worth noting I, I at least I really thought episode 3 was going to cover uh, yeah, the, the Lewinsky, maybe the first half, and then the Lewinsky scandal the first half, and then 2008 after that, or Senate, and then 2008, or at least Senate career. And we get none of that, and so in episode four, they have to cover all of the they actual political career, which there's no real time for. So the third episode was basically just about the Lewinsky scandal. Yeah, no, it's so you amazing. could run out the clock. I mean,
1: this person is presumably a person you want to watch a documentary about because of their political career. Yeah. I mean, she ran for president Supposedly. twice, she was a senator. But yeah, the last episode shoehorns in her entire political career and glosses over it entirely.
0: Because well, when
4: she w- when she won and was senator, she didn't really do anything. And then when she lost, it's like we got to speak past. Don't well. you think that's? She in-
3: went
0: to pre- to George W. Bush and said, "Please can uh, we have well, twenty billion dollars?" We'll get to and, that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, don't you think that's in part because if you're a Hillary diehard watching this. They assume that like you know the most recent shit,
2: Well, you know it and have put it in that part of your brain that's just like, do not think about you when it comes either, to the Iraq war you are, you
4: are that and you and you know it slash don't ever think it's fair to bring it up, or I think there are young people that are at least counting on watching it, young women, and there are
3: going to be some, and they should not know about this. Well things. so if people... Well, all
2: the young women who already hate her, you mean Well, if, yeah if yeah. people
3: were only going to watch one episode, I would tell them to watch three.
4: Well, we're making... I, I personally feel like we've got a lot of great juice out of that episode, but I've, I've, I was pretty bored during it because it was just... I've been yeah, bored interview. during each one I know, in but turn, was, though. But, but it was interview after interview of just saying the same thing, which is that Bill fucked up, Hillary was sad. Hillary really did the in, right it, thing, but yeah.
2: Hillary, It was just kind of like as, 75 minutes. As an
1: asshole, I like four the most because that shows them
2: eating yeah. shit on election. All right, yeah, well, let's, go let's All right well, let's, let's get, get into it. Let's get into episode it. four, which is titled, Be Our Champion, Go Away. Please. Go away. Tell is you
1: to be in your... Champion! You're forcing yourself on everyone all the time! It's only go away! No, You're no. saying I'd like to be your champion. <laughs> Everyone else is telling you to go away. <laughs> good, good, For a
2: second there, I thought you were going to say that no one is telling her to go away yeah. because no. I definitely no, am no telling her to go that's away. That's all
3: they're telling <laughs> them. Sex, yeah. Yeah. Sexism. Because,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, Ed's will they're like, like, oh, it's so unfair. They want oh. us to,
1: we want you to be my hero. It's oh, like, but, no one wanted you uh, to be anything. No. But
2: by the way, before we get into episode four, we do have some breaking news about a new Chelsea Clinton project that's coming Hell out. Yes. Catherine, you want oh. to keep us to this?
3: I'm, I'm going to fuck up the title, but Dang, she just tweeted about this. Uh promoting a new HBO looks like a documentary premiering tonight Ooh. about the uh like base. I'm I'm fucking this up. But like the, wasn't it a the v- it's called after truth? No, so, or something like that. Post-Truth, right? Didn't you yeah, say Yeah, after-Truth. From- I thought you said after-Truth. Okay, that's what I said then. It's about, like, the, the victims, the impact, and the something else of disinformation. Disinformancia. Dis- yeah, and that's honestly, like, discovering that while watching this, you know, which, like, part four about 2016... We get, we get some Putin in there, like, felt very apropos. I guess it's just going to be a cottage industry now of
4: Clinton, like, whitewashing documentaries forever, I guess.
2: But, Matt, you're 100% right about this, with Chelsea Clinton coming out with a documentary about the literally the victims of fake news uh-huh. and, like, how, like, bad information can spread on the internet. This is all a long con. She didn't, to just she get didn't people, make it, for what well, it's was worth. She, was she is hosting it or promoting well, she's, it? She's promoting it. Okay. This is like, well, why are all those photos of, He's Lane Maxwell at your wedding Yeah, Be like oh those are there's photoshop it's
1: photoshop yeah, not real a
3: troll, a troll farm did yeah. Yeah, yeah. phenomenon of deep fakes yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, wasn't, she definitely was I wasn't guarantee my best friend. that's in there I guarantee I it.
1: definitely didn't hang out with her my parents definitely didn't go to Zorro can Ranch you, on the regular can you really trust any media these yeah. days
2: so again this once again this episode opens with this infuriating fake candor mm-hmm. as they like you know uh, you know primp and make up her and like she just, she's just like this is going great I feel great <laughs> I love being truthful with the American public, giving them the real story about my life and <laughs> all the things I stand in this for. Last
1: one has her just holding a cell
3: phone. In front oh, of we'll, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. So it, that was that was a very like kind of savvy dramatic device. Yeah, which, talking
2: about uh, talking about a scene uh, that is as staged as uh, Stanley Kubrick's Moon Landing. <laughs> There's a section of her talking to Tim Kane, who appears for the first and oh, only time. Oh, so like, this is so good. There, there is no. There is never. Any uh, coming to terms of the fact that if they had picked literally any person of color to be her running mate, she probably would have gotten over the hump. But they picked the blandest, safest, pro-life fucking Democrat they could think of. The the term is
3: anti-abortion, Will.
2: (laughs) Anti-abortion. Sorry. Edit that out. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just giving you shit but it is okay
2: yeah the, the, the blandest zero imaginable like did not take any risk prevent defense matt you're yep. talking about that they're playing not to lose yep. which is a strategy to lose it is when it's and, that close and they
1: showed them talking and they're having a totally off-the-cuff convo totally normal uh, where
2: hillary is like i'm so worried that trump is in the pocket of putin <laughs> she oh, goes oh,
1: she's- think,
2: she goes to think about it And it's very interesting because, you know, like being on the, you know, House Armed Services Committee and then, of course, you know, Secretary of State, like she's implying I have access to the real, the raw shit." raw shit. raw shit. She has seen the documents. She's seen the documents. And she goes, the thing about Trump's agenda is that it's other people's agenda. And the way that Putin is trying to infiltrate our political apparatus I'm very disturbed by it it's She like, saw it back then It's like that was filmed In like January 2017 One million percent yes. One million percent like uh, Meanwhile Tim K Is standing there Looking like a
1: fucking freshborn kangaroo <laughs> 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 The other uh, just magenta pink. The horrifying. other part
3: I liked was that the conversation begins with like Tim kind of starts it, you know, in the script and he's talking about like, <laughs> in the bit, yeah, in the bit, like uh, talking about like, yeah, So I was talking to so-and-so last week and like basically it's so important that we beat Trump because we, you know, we're staving off fascism. Like, he said he that uses,
0: Obama called him and said, oh, it was uh, Obama Tim, there. You yeah, gotta of, be course Trump. It, of course uh, it was. We can't
4: have a fascist in the White House. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, then, and then at one point, Cain's wife, I think, chimes in and is like, well, well Trump's agenda is himself. And Hillary's like, this, you're going off script. he's <laughs> agenda oh, yeah. is Putin. Tim
2: Cain's wife completely contradicts like the, yeah. mo- the, the the stagecrafted moment she's trying to get, which is why yeah. uh, she was never heard from she, again. She, yes. If anyone's seen, <laughs> if anyone's seen <laughs> her, Tim Cain's wife, please. It's like David, Shelly Miscovige, basically. Yeah, she's, yeah. Ha- she's hanging out with Shelly somewhere right yeah. now. So then we get a whole sh- bunch of shit about r- how Russia is targeting the election with cyber attacks and once again there is zero explanation of what these cyber attacks are or how they worked or what they did they did it's just the cyber attacks they're cyber attacking our elections yes then we get into the access hollywood tape which they thought was going to be like the absolute coup de grace the election's over It's like this spiking point.
3: the football and
2: like you know to be fair i thought the exact same thing yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and you know, we know he was
3: admitting this to was, sexual assault.
2: Yeah. This was this was a pre Joker America. Yeah. 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 Yes. Like, this is yeah. when this is when crimes were still not funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> were exactly.
3: we ever so young?
2: So uh, so un-jo- so
1: unjoker fied. We were all a bunch of dewy eyed Dick Graysons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Podesta shows up talking about how he, his email was hacked. Doesn't mention the fact that he opened a phishing link that. Nope. Oh, yeah or that he eats baby Yeah, brains. that as well. <laughs> talk about that at yeah, all? Yeah, does not talk about Which he that. does, does spirit does
3: spirit cooking. He so, does.
2: uh again like it's just um Trump gives a press conference with all of after the Access Hollywood tape, and honestly, a brilliant political move. Yep, holds a press conference with like Jennifer Flowers, absolutely, absolutely. Juanita Broderick, Juanita Broderick, yeah, like which they don't
3: even say None the of their name, names. They don't sorry. say <laughs> the, name. the names of any of those well, women. They don't. They, don't say, don't, they exist. don't say the name of Juanita Broderick the entire for. They mention
2: Paula Jones and Monica Lewinsky, right. but all of the other Clinton accusers are left unnamed. Yep, and entirely. They're, and
3: therefore totally. And completely. Uh, no,
2: one, no one will deal with that or even bring up what they're alleged or their are like Because Ill-
3: they're not even worth responding to. They're yeah, exactly. illegitimate somehow. Their and only like, importance is as a political and like the thing prop is, for Trump. They yes. basically
2: say, you know, we were in a really tough spot because mm-hmm. the thing is Hillary's husband, Bill, is also a sexual predator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they all but say that. Yeah, and then they just go back to like, oh, what well, you know, the post-debate you know scrum, and I'm like, can't believe this fucking team of
0: winners managed to choke at the very end. I mean, even down to this documentary, and again, it's the it focus is on the biography of Hillary Clinton, of course, but the 2016 election is the sole runner of every, all four. Yeah episodes episodes. through literally no mention literally no mention of what hillary clinton's platform was what she would try to do as president what she was campaigning on what even as she was being like this my candidate was just out there ranting and raving it's not back to like and i was trying to do xyz to make the lives of americans better it is all distilled down to a the personality contest between these two people a personality contest that they lost handedly And even if I was like mis- trying to massage this, being like, well, maybe a little bit in here, you should talk about how you were a valiant fighter for the needs of working with people, and Donald get, Trump get some was derailing of that earlier this earlier on
3: yeah. in the series. But yeah, well, but, they just vaguely say she
4: was a, a, a what? What's it? The name of this episode? A fighter for women or whatever? Yeah, yeah whatever. Champion, champion. Champion. champion, That she was just a vague benevolent force for the for women.
3: They're just giving up the game. She when didn't, she wasn't she didn't calling run, run much on anything. Yeah. She didn't offer people anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, they, they so never try to address that. Then the ten percent of her ads were about any policy. Yep.
3: Even though she swore up and down, like uh, as Trump was being mean to her, like all out and the the media and the emails, like can we just can we just talk about policy? That's right, all right. I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she no,
1: doesn't even, in retrospect, a, a, a race where she doesn't have to make any promises she knows she's not going to keep and just gets to talk about somebody else being rude. That was the ideal campaign. It was. Where they have I they heard they were like, this is perfect. Yep. I can cruise in there on a, on a promise to be decent and then just make deals with Republicans and never have to back up anything I said. Or, and then she loses it, and it's like, "These da- this damn Trump, we- he didn't let us talk about policy. Yes, yeah.
2: Revolting. Like, Horrifying. Just truly repellent. Just totally, just just truly repellent. scumfuck. So then we jump back in time to 2000. Bill Clinton is out of office, and Hillary Clinton just says, I wanted to take a break from politics. <laughs> that is until eugenicist bog ape Daniel Patrick Moynihan <laughs> decides to retire, yes. and it just so happens that every New York Democrat just says, Hillary, why don't you what run you for New York to? Senate? Me, me? You really me? think? Me? me? Could be? Yeah, Hillary. And then they talked to one of her like inner circle people who were like, well, we thought it was ridiculous. I mean, the Senate's too small of a stage for her. What, a person who's never held elected office being senator from one of the biggest states in America is too small the a stage? The height of hubris yeah unbelievable and then of course like it just uh, you know oh then like 9-11 happened and then also like she won that election easily She won it by yeah. like 70% it's against New Rick York. Lazio it's yes. fucking yeah
1: that guy's eyes were fucking so crossed that he, <laughs> he looked like he was re- like watching
2: a tennis match at all times <laughs> <laughs> then we got a little bit of Hillary after 9-11 Where she's like, I went down there and it Uh, looked like Dante's Inferno. (laughs) Any description of hell, you could, I will put this up against it. You know, she faced hell and she says she got twenty billion dollars in relief from President Bush for New York State, which is like her big achievement. And she's like, for all my disagreements with President Bush, I will always be grateful to him for that. And it was just like, what were those disagreements again? Yeah, Yeah. did
4: you talk about? Talk about the 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 Iraq War. and And then, from that moment, we skip right through the better part of a decade. and we. The only
1: thing she did in the Senate was go to George and say, we need $20 billion, and he said, I give it to you, implying that she got it they do as not. if there was not going to be a massive fucking aid package for to the biggest, most important happened. city she, in the yeah, country she and got the financial it headquarters of
2: the entire global economy. And so then, right after so wait, that... I, I, so yeah. One more thing here. And one clip, well, the last clip I'm going to share from Joe Klein, which is the most disgusting thing he said in all four episodes of this. He said greatness of spirit is the most important quality of a president like truman or jfk
3: i'm always saying this <laughs> <laughs> like tr- harry
2: truman the hack missouri fucking politician yeah, hillbilly who dumbass, is, like joe biden just just fucking jammed in there to get henry wallace out of the way by the right wing of the democratic party yep. shuffled the whole deck fdr died this fucking know-nothing crook just starts. He's starts, put in charge of the Cold War. Oh, sorry. Starts the Cold yes, War yes, immediately Cold War. after World Nukes War Two. Nukes Japan. Incinerates hundreds of thousands of people in Japan. Totally unnecessary. That's what Joe Klein considers greatness of spirit. Yeah. Then JFK, another know nothing moron, almost yeah. destroys the world yes. with respectless <laughs> idiocy in Kioba. A guy who just. Thought he deserved
1: the presidency by virtue of the fact the he was only good thing looking. he ever
2: wanted to be president for was to get pussy yes. and do yep. fucking amphetamines, yes. yep. which is like on its own not that bad of a thing. But it's but not greatness <laughs> of spirit. Don't call it greatness of spirit. Yeah. So then, like, th- this is Joe Klein talking about her running for president and ultimately saying she didn't have <laughs> that ineffable quality that Obama and Harry Truman did. Yeah. Is that just she was never like open enough with her heart and yeah. her soul? Yeah. Or some horseshit like that. Again, her entire career in the Senate. Don't. Voting for the Iraq War. war, war not, all that Iraq never happened. We literally
4: never The Iraq War never gets brought up. The word, up. The Iraq. word Iraq. Iraq. Not at all. We never hear nope. it. Didn't and happen. You're it right. Like, literally happened. zero times. Yeah. Happens. To the extent... It's that almost they talk, like
0: Iraq has been... Beau wrote a fucking book called The Gulf War Did Not
4: Take Place. And they were watching the Hillary documentary, and it's just... It never happened.
0: Uh, if only there was some kind of project to resuscitate the oh, memory I'll, hold uh, Oh, Iraq I'll be, war. be doing my plug again as we close out. Don't worry.
2: But, like, here's the thing. it's like, the... The 2008 election, which he runs against Barack Obama, and and, and and a field of other Democratic candidates too, that whole election is given maybe thirty seconds to a minute of space to breathe, mm-hmm. and be like. And main reason is that people want to. For, like he basically just talks about it. Like, well, Barack and I ran together, and we walked into the White House holding hands, and like it's just they gloss over entirely how unbelievably nasty the, that campaign was to Barack Obama again, like against each other just how brutal so, birtherism yeah the birtherism like all the racist we, we were, we were, class we, were uh, we were uh we were uh Okay, so pounding the table, chanting, "Show the turban photo." Yeah, yeah show the turban photo. Show when you,
3: you that look has like been toad. almost totally memory hold. It's, it's memory hold
2: entirely. Like
3: and it's it's hard to even find online. In the in the
4: documentary, it it almost comes off as if they didn't even run against each other. Yes, it like, was just like, oh, he showed up and he was really inspiring, and I was, of course, running, and then um
1: we teamed up, and I and then, and then she says, state. "I was
2: so happy and relieved when he won." She was relieved. You know, she was so happy when, yeah, he, when she was when so, he, so he, happy
1: that she'd have to wait eight years instead of four to run again yep to
2: lose and, again yeah i know here's the thing though in like the way they talk about the 08 election and hillary not winning that is that like the, the hillary Torgos, uh the tour journalists guy. yeah the, the tour guy the journalists and the people in her inner circle both collaborate to sell pitch just so hard this idea about how america just isn't ready for a woman president and tying her presidential aspirations to all women everywhere being involved in politics and, as we said, doing incalculable damage to the prospects of women holding office in the future in this country. That
3: was the entire picture of her 2016 campaign. I was also impressed by uh, how they very, like, uh, savvily thread the needle between America's just not ready for Hillary in 2008 and also, like, uh, wow, pretty weird that they were ready for this um, black man.
4: Yeah, it was like this, you know, like there's I mean, like, it's like positive a little toward
3: Obama, yeah. and he ends up
4: being in it. But it, it's not. It, it's it's like saying that it's there a was nothing bit of like between... oppression
3: Olympics. It was like he wasn't even that
4: good. That's not why why he won and she didn't. It's more
2: like no one was ready for a woman in general. So a black, and then man Obama yes, was just. Yes. Sort of, he, they talk about him as the new thing. It yeah. got a lot of excitement. the new hotness. Yeah, the new hotness. And then, of course, Obama does show up in the one-on-one interviews, and he says, let me be clear, Uh, there was never any doubt in my mind that uh, Hillary would be my Secretary of State, which once again just his entire cabinet at every single moment from the time he took the oath of office or even before that nothing but fucking the wrong decisions with this fucking asshole yep just has doomed all of us many times over with his fucking feckless fucking cronyism and corruption disgusting letting that letting letting that letting Hillary Clinton into your fucking White House after everything she did to him he's like uh you know, we had, a, we had a tough campaign. That's the only time they acknowledge it, but he says, essentially, I just I always thought she was just very smart and capable. Uh,
1: even though I was a political neophyte, uh, I, I was able to kick her ass uh, not that hard, uh, <laughs> proving that she was an unelectable oaf uh, and an incompetent. Uh, I was definitely going to put her in my cabinet and then uh, clear the deck so she could uh, run after me. Uh, no way that could go wrong.
2: Then, of course, as Secretary of State, here's some of my favorite parts, is when they set up that she had this sort of adversarial relationship Ooh. with Vladimir Putin. Oh, and she so talks good. about how, like, well, the, you know, when oh, Vladimir Putin God. won the election, you know, those elections were fraudulent, where it's like, yeah, imagine living in a country like that.
3: Yeah. elections. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ballots ba- going and away. And here's the you funny thing, is like,
2: counted. They, they, they referenced the fact that like, this was like, this was a reset, because George W. Bush famously said of Putin, like, I looked in his heart, and I saw his soul, and <laughs> I know he's a good man. And they were chug. like, they were like, listen to this fucking idiot, Rube get mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. rooked by this like KGV agent. Mm-hmm. Then they talked to this guy Jake Sullivan, who's a Clinton Clinton Torgo Renfield, a little, little, a Clinton simp. He's a translucent man. Get, a they they, they, they translucent talked to a Clinton man. simp after setting up the Bush clip to be like, can you believe this asshole? Hillary Clinton saw right through that yeah. and knew. What a what a cold eyed killer and villain this guy was, and that, right. uh, it, it's almost like one day he would you know get his revenge on her. Yeah. Then this Clinton milksop says, "I had the opportunity to see them, Vladimir Putin and Hillary Clinton interact one on one, and even though he didn't say it, I could tell that he had a grudging respect <laughs> for her oh. and saw her as a saw her as a worthy adversary. He was yep. the Carla to her smile.
1: <laughs> yeah." yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, because yeah he
4: says the first half of that is he says I could see how much he just he hated having to deal with such a powerful strong woman but then for the same reasons he respected her, which is and her why. Grit.
3: Which is why he single-handedly had to take down her 2016 campaign. It is too much of a threat. Yeah, simply too much of a threat. And
2: of course, we get into we're now entering the the sort of post Chapo era, or at least things that have been referenced on the show. It's mm-hmm. the we talk about and the after going away, folks. It ain't going away, it folks. Going away. And it certainly ain't going away from this documentary, even though they give absolutely zero context for why Ambassador Chris Stevens was in, as they admit, this sort of small backwater city in the middle of uh, Libya, of which we have no diplomatic presence for uh, heretofore. Also,
1: why was there uh, why were there uh, wild
2: militias in he, Libya? He,
4: goes, uh, he was tragically attacked by an, uh, an Islamic militia that was uh, somehow there, and uh, <laughs> we were uh, devastated here. And they like, how did these mali- I thought Libya was pretty secular. It was an yeah, like right. authoritarian country. Of, but
1: uh, Gaddafi kind of had all that shit on lock for yeah, a long w- time. Yeah, w-
4: w- what happened there? And it's
1: just never, nope, ever explained that we, that, at all. That she was the prime mover in power. overthrowing uh, 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 Gaddafi, Gaddafi. Is, was not mentioned at all. It cuts directly to Benghazi. Like I was saying, Like, there's fake news, and then there's shit that, like, doesn't necessarily lie, but emits enough connective tissue and context and just chain of event. That you are dumber for having watched it. Well, yeah. Like if you watch this without knowing anything, you are dumber. Even if you haven't been explicitly lied to. But it
2: is funny that they just facts
3: together, however you like. But it is funny
2: that they do reference the fact that, like, yeah, sort of like against protocol and like you know a tradition. Chris Stevens chose to go to Benghazi on his own for Mm. some reason. Some reason, yeah. For just some reason, they were you know, you know just hanging the, out the U.S. Uh, diplomatic Corps and State Department. Wink, wink. He had was, a very strong presence in this like small city in Libya. Yeah, and they
1: were in contact with all these heavily armed militias that we had given guns to so they could overthrow Gaddafi. And at the same time, we were funneling uh, weapons to uh, rebels in Syria. No connection there. Stevens was just going in there to give Benghazi a vibe check. Well, <laughs> it, it, it might it might be more
4: nauseating than the Iraq part because the Iraq part, I mean, the, they don't even mention it. So they don't uh, even mention Iraq. But the only reason, and of course, um, check out my new show, Blowback, on uh, Stitcher Premium. Uh, enter code Chapo in order to get a year uh, off. Uh, that the Iraq War was a huge crime, but. Libya might even be more nauseating in this context because the only reason they do bring it up, in yes. which Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and Samantha Power and the rest turned it into an open air slave market uh, and destroyed a civilized country, uh, is the only reason it's brought up is to show how yes. the Rathuglicans made Hillary sit for 11 hours in a damn hearing when she was innocent as she's ever been. And well, what a bunch of. What what a bunch of, of baloney that was. And that's the only reason we ever hear well, the word.
3: Yes. And therefore, if you're still someone who's raising hell about like uh, Hillary Clinton should answer for Libya, you are uh, also like a crook and a crony. Yeah. You're making common yeah, cause yeah. with
4: these. Uh, these it's uh, only if they
3: sublimits. could have if they could have uh, if they didn't have to bring it up in order to. Set the exonerate stage. Her. Set the sta- Yeah, exonerate her, and then set the stage how uh, she was going to like inj- unjustly be forced to answer for it in 2016. They would have omitted that too. And there's a, uh,
4: the, I mean, there's there's always that kind of unfortunate um, double act where the Republicans bring something up in the stupidest way possible. i.e. Benghazi in some weird, not real conspiracy. And yeah. then it, it overshadows the actual much more serious and bloody conspiracy that was cooked up by Hillary and other people and delegitimizes it as a, a thing you can enter into the discourse. So then it's just a punchline and it ends up in the documentary as another thing she triumphed over, this, this so, uh, fraud.
2: Then it cuts back to the last time, to like the A-plot, the 2016 election. And here's where it gets good because we all know what's coming. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just like, just too much boring shit yeah. Comey the fucking email Anthony yeah. Weiner hilarious you all know the story but it's just again about how unfair everything was to Hillary Clinton and that nobody could have foreseen all these surprises coming blah 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 we then get to I'm just jumping ahead to the fact that the, the documentary brings up but never ever confronts or deals with the fact that she did not even show her face the night that she lost the AP had called it for fucking Trump she sent out John Podesta Matt, I remember you screaming at the television <laughs> in that bar yeah. in Gowanus the yep. night it happened. Yeah, you come eating freak. You called him a come eating freak, <laughs> which is still controversial.
1: I, I, actually, to this day. Uh, in retrospect, that was kind because <laughs> yeah. at that point, I still thought P- Pizza Gate was mostly made up.
3: They don't acknowledge. <laughs> uh, they they say like the, the staffers didn't want them shooting for this oh, doc. Yeah, they they say didn't want them shooting for the doc this night because there was like an, an air of nervousness. They do not. Even uh, even allude to the fact that She's she left all of those fangirls waiting in the Javits Center until two a.m. and then sent out Podesta. There is no footage. Yeah. There is no acknowledgement. The filmmaker herself. It cuts. It cuts directly Nanette. to the next yeah, the morning. Filmmaker Nanette. The
2: filmmaker. The filmmaker <laughs> the film, this film is directed by Nanette. By the way, it feels that. like it. That's yeah. not a joke. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look well, look at the IFPB. It's an airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So should have been the filmmaker asked Hillary Clinton. Why didn't we get any footage of you on election night? And the Hillary Clinton, that's when she's looking at her phone in one of those hot motors. Oh, wow. I don't even know. She just says, eh, we didn't want to. Yes. The
3: phone the phone is in the foreground and it's like obscuring part of her face. Yeah. Like you see the Apple logo and stuff. And it's, it's just, it's cast off again as so like faux, like this is natural and unscripted, but it's actually like a pretty savvy way to dispense with. What I think is a very valid question from her own supporters, which was, why couldn't you give us five fucking minutes on election night? Yep. But no, they just, again, just dispense with that legitimate complaint entirely. She doesn't care about them. She, she, thinks, just there's,
4: there's, she thinks they're pissed. I just love
3: yeah. the fact,
1: though, that she, she held the camera up, the phone up, and she didn't even bother to do, like, fake business. Yeah, you know, like scrolling with the thumbs. She's just, holding, She's just it.
3: holding it in front of her, like <laughs> yeah. you do. Well, she with the she kind of like squints like once. Yeah. Like, like, what do you what reading? are you looking at? She's Again. reading about walnut sauce, probably. What What is that?
2: It's a don't okay. don't, start. <laughs> don't start. Don't start. I mean, all I'll say at the end here, as like as it wraps up, and you know, you see everyone's. You know, you see all these. You see all these simps get get their hearts crushed on that night, <laughs> that which, was which is very sweet. funny. Mm-hmm. And there's a
0: a very funny moment. uh, no, this was after one of the debates. Just for one last Bill Clinton simpery of her coming back from one of the debates. Oh, and him this literally is good. Bill Clinton literally bunny hopping in joy yeah, after one yeah. of the debates. Simping. he's yeah, simping. He's simping for her. For her yeah.
3: he definitely... ladies, um, we all we all know that feeling when uh, you know, sorry, your, your man does. little since she, she says about this.
2: She says, "Um, like you know, basically, I don't have any regrets about the way we ran the twenty sixteen election." She says she has no regrets, and she does this artfully, right, in like a a way that is both. Unmistakable, but also totally cowardly, is that she does imply, without saying it directly, that there's just something off about the 2016 election. Yeah, she just gives, she cracks open that door just enough mm-hmm. for the the, the Hillary Fedayeen watching this to be like, <laughs> "Yes, I always knew it. She knows it. She's telling yeah. us that the 2016 Hillary election warned us. Hillary warned us that the 2016 election was actually stolen by Russia." Yep. yep. That Donald the Trump did is not, is, did not the win the election. And the filmmaker gives her a
4: huge assist there too because at the beginning of the episode, you see the candid conversation about the Putin. She saw it coming. And then how in the middle of it, it's leavened with uh, he and I were
2: always at loggerheads when I was Secretary of State. And so by the end, it's all been and the, there. And the way they get around, it, get around it is that Hillary says, you know, I've been involved in elections like my whole life. Right. And like, you know, this one was just different. Like we, none of us saw this coming. Yep. It's like, yeah, I bet you fucking didn't. Yep, I bet no you saw it fucking coming. But like, but but the way she says it, it's like, well, why didn't anyone? Why see wasn't this, coming? this like other? Ones? You know, why why was this different? Mm-hmm. You know, which is, as we talked about on the show, like Virgil has banged home numerous times. If you had been paying attention in the weeks leading up to the election, you would have saw her collapsing at every state. Like, forget the national poll; she was her being hollowed out in every one of those states. She lost ten states that Obama won yep. in twenty twelve. 10 bungle.
1: states. That is a pretty That's pretty.
2: Bungle. You bad. thought
4: Obungler bungled.
2: Yeah, that is really bad. So then we get to the end, and like dealing with this defeat, and we get Paul Begala back again to say one of the worst things I've ever heard. And he's become younger. And she says... <laughs> because it's Benjamin <laughs> <laughs> He says, It was incredible. After the election, all these people decided to engage in politics and do it in the most Hillary way possible. The Talking about like the resistance, the, the pussy hats, well, and they, the women's they, march. They, real they, victory yeah, she the, transcended they, the election. They
3: cut to footage of not only the pussy hats, but also Rashida Taleb and yes. AOC winning, yes. which is hilarious because uh, far from Hillary even lifting a finger for them, she, I'm sure, she was actively campaigning behind the scenes against them, and to booed her. They Taleb are also just a refutation of everything she stands for, her entire brand of like white corporate we feminism. We saw with our and own eyes, and she's taking ownership of them. We
2: saw with our own eyes a 48-hour media cycle entirely based around Rashida Taleb booing Hillary Clinton at a yep. Bernie Sanders event, um, yeah. and they show a montage of women entering politics, and it's AOC and Rashida Taleb are fucking but in there with like front the and center and fucking yeah. Annabelle you know what it is?
1: Spanberger, the fucking CIA you know agent from Virginia.
4: It's that Hillary lost the election, Gandalf fell off the thing, but then she comes back as Hillary the White. Yes. And she's more powerful than ever because now she's like this transcendent, she's moving armies yes. of women. You strike me down, com- Donald,
1: I will imagine more powerful <laughs> than
4: you can imagine. Exactly. So the again she's vindicated because even though the Russians stole it for her for, for Donald, sure did. She she is now more powerful as you say her her
3: legacy lives on through any woman any woman any woman who's out there taking up space who's asking to speak to a manager Uh, uh, who's who's (laughs) who's running as a leftist like if you're a woman out there doing your thing actively booing on me and shitting on my
4: entire legacy you can only do that because i i walked so you could run I yeah i i
3: um called the police at grant park so you could uh just be
1: ready for uh Biden to collapse on stage at the at the at the video convention. Yep, and then and then Clinton just comes down like Owen Hart. No, she's yeah. the fan man.
2: Fan she man. comes down fan the fan
1: man. I was think, I was I'm hoping Owen Hart anyway.
2: And then she dies. no, she'll so come out like the Undertaker in a coffin and just <laughs> just rise out of it. Oh man! Oh. So then we get to the end. Hillary says, "Were there rough spots? Yes, but I have no regrets, and that's where we are. I can still lose elections." For all the guys back home, <laughs> and why mess up a good thing? And that's that.
3: <laughs> and then the, the the marker clicks. It's like don't yeah. forget. Um, this this was just a, a fun, casual chat. Yeah, this was just a fun. We were hanging out yeah. in Hillary's living room, and yeah. this was and also then she goes to take casual.
2: off for fucking lap mic, like. Well, that was fun. Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
2: All right, so let's.
1: Close Are you a
4: fighter or a follower? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do some plugs at the end, but let's close this one out. Like the last to close out this whole series on the Hillary hulu series on the count of three we feel great one two three we We feel feel great great. there we go that was good it's hillary it's hyper hillaryfication fucking hell that was rough so brutal like i said uh this is brendan is back with us brendan has been really picking up the slack yeah honestly i've been on three While everyone else is either paranoid (laughs) or their stomach's exploding (laughs) so I would like to thank uh, we're going to do some like actual like some old school Chapo here yeah yeah this With was Catherine a, yeah. Yeah. So it was a very early guest
3: I was you
2: may have seen a photo that Brendan sent me recently that was a very first sweet first time the Catherine that was, ever
4: came on the show that was very nice I, I, I have that photo on That's my
3: phone I'm actually. looking at Will very skeptically we both look about a million years younger <laughs> back then yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing. Um, I and also we've... I can still smell cat shit in the air. It um, was it was a disgusting. So this department.
2: is uh, it's good to go back like you know to go back to Chapo Mark One to have Brendan uh, back with us for these last couple episodes. Movie
4: episodes, even this one, are, are my favorite. Yeah, I like movies. So,
2: like, but, but like, here's the thing though. This quarantine is going to go on and oh, yeah. on. It's going to be... Are gonna get, a, things might like get weird. It's going to be... It's, it's going to be like... We're, we're day six now. It's going to be at least 40, 45 days. I Probably. Mean, so,
3: yeah, we're going to have to form a polygame.
2: It's, it's going to get fucking <laughs> just insane. Just for survival. Just yeah. for survival. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's going to get It'll even... Be... We-
2: it's going to get even weirder and more insane. And if you're staying inside, like you're going to... like you're, you, The cabin fever is really going to fucking set in. So we've got... Brendan James and Noah Cohen's blowback. Thank you. Webbers. Available on Stitcher. Use code promo code chopo. You can a- use
4: you, if you want, you can use uh, the promo code Chapo. We're only saying this to the pa- Patreon subscribers. Um, it's chopo. One word, obviously. And uh, <laughs> Chapo. And, and it's Chapo. it's 50 percent off a, a year subscription of Stitcher. This is the only place where the show is right now. Uh, you can also use the code blowback if you want one free month off uh, Stitcher premium. So we've got 10 episodes about the Iraq war. How we got into it, how horrible it was, the spoofs and the goofs. Me and Noah Cohen,
2: uh, and we're excited for everyone to hear it. So, yeah, and how check
4: many? It out. How many I, are out now? Uh, right now we have like a free giveaway episode but the real episode one is, is on Stitcher Premium uh,
2: featuring James Domian and H. John Benjamin H. John Benjamin great, uh, great skits wonderful you thank
4: you H., yeah, H. John Benjamin plays Saddam he comes back as Saddam in other episodes and uh, James plays Bush the only person I wanted to play Bush because yeah. he's,
2: he's so, so like there's some definitely some good guest guest spots on this series is as it well. better
3: than this podcast I don't know you'll have to listen well, to it,
4: find out it, it, it is uh, we have an episode with Will which is a lot like Chapo but uh, and it's really fun I'm glad Will came on but it's, it's a history show it's like different rhythm, you know. We're telling a story, and so uh, I listened to episode
0: like... zero, the free one, uh, yesterday, and it was great. Thank I you. Uh, I laughed. I learned. I got angry. All,
2: I all the things that you would want. You, you might even say it's a true crime
0: podcast.
2: It is. The greatest yeah, yeah. The greatest, greatest, crime, crime of, of the 21st century the war record. in Iraq. One, which,
3: one Hillary Clinton doesn't even remember. Hilariously,
2: uh, Joe Biden. Once again, so funny. Joe Biden. Yep. Yes, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, Joe Biden. Dr. Joe Biden. He loved it. <laughs> number one Iraq war supporter. Uh, going to be the Democratic nominee. Really <laughs> uh,
5: anyway, barring yes, barring,
2: barring some insane happenstance okay. of events, which once again, as we've laid out, very much still could happen. And likely will happen. Anyway. As far as Chapo goes, we are obviously continuing to bring you the show. We will, like you know, as long as people are locked down, you're going to need podcasts. Chapo will be coming to you unabated on our regular yes. non-schedule. Of you can
1: listen to it while you're doing your weird, nude, William Sadler Tai Chi. Yes. As you grow slowly <laughs> but, more
2: mad. But <laughs> we do realize, you know, two podcast episodes a week, in addition to all the wonderful podcasts that you can also listen to of our friends and family members, Chapo affiliates, or even people who hate us. There's plenty of podcasts for you to listen at. However, we did do our debate stream from our new office and streaming studio that looks amazing. We have probably the world's most powerful P- gaming PC, <laughs> courtesy, powerful. courtesy of the Disco Elysium guys. Shout out them Thank once you. again. We salute them. If you're looking for a video game to play during in the midst of the quarantine, we cannot recommend Disco Elysium enough. I would like to be playing that on Twitch. But the point is, we're going to be coming to you. We're going to have some like some fun stuff for you guys. Courtesy of Twitch, that are like some some fun looser like hangout streams that we want to do to just kind of like keep it loose, but like hang out with you guys for a couple hours, keeping you sane and entertained. You know, in these in the hard weeks and months to come, I would like to do a actual reading series on Twitch where I read parts of Moby Dick and H.P. Lovecraft, which are both public domain. I think I can get away with that. Oh, nice! I maybe even read Blood Meridian, which is not, but don't tell. It's hard, like it's be hard to imagine me getting a DMCA request for reading Cormac McCarthy on Twitch. But there's a lot of trolls out there. Who, who knows? Uh, so I'd like to do some sharing, just doing some fireside, like actual reading, like on the radio, like just like an audio book of me reading to you some of my favorite novels. And I think short stories would be a better format. Like I could read some Dashiell Hammett stuff. Oh, yeah. some Chandler. Yeah, so like yeah, like that'd be a good self-contained Por- thing Portis? for like an hour. Yeah, Charles Portis maybe. Uh, I would love to do that. But like yeah, we'd love to do some some video game streams. Hopefully, uh, we can get Metal Gear Solid back up and running. Relaunch that long, long long-awaited follow-up to Felix and I's playthrough of Metal Gear Solid. There's some more just video game stuff. Hang out like web webcam. Just like come hang out in the shop. Try.
1: I think the first is going to be Saturday. We're We're going to try. I think
0: we'll try to promise this as many as many of us who can or will come. Uh we'll do something Saturday afternoon, this very Saturday. Um this is a long episode so it might not go out till tomorrow, today, Friday. Um but yeah, we're gonna try to do something tomorrow or Saturday afternoon, uh probably in the four to five range, just hanging out. Uh, we'll keep it low key two hour two ish hours and then the FYM boys will take it over yeah uh, so gonna try to do a little more streaming content and uh, keep everything rolling yeah we're basically all we,
2: we've got a great new streaming studio uh, like now's the time to use it uh, we wanna you know basically like as you guys are clawing your eyes out going insane you know keeping up with the quarantine and staying indoors uh, please hang out with us spend some time with us I'm not gonna announce it yet but there is a chance that that we'll make a stream return of a big fan favorite sometime in the future so that's I'm just a little preview a little hint not going to tell you what it is but we've got some p- big plans to hang out with you guys and keep you entertained on twitch in the doldrums of going insane in your apartment so until next time until the next episode until the next twitch stream uh this is chapo signing off stay safe stay healthy stay listening to podcasts cheers everybody bye, bye. bye.